Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. Drink, 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 drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports Companion Show. I'm going to take a long pause here while you clap for me and may- maybe mouth the words thank you or I love you towards the, the radio, wherever else you're listening to this show right now. I told you to sit out last weekend. I've never done that before. I said, look, I don't like any of these college football games. I don't like any of these NFL games. Uh, except for the the over in the the Chiefs Rams game, which let's face it, that was one of the easiest calls on the face of the planet. So I'm not even going to take credit for that. But the rest, I am. It was a trap weekend all the way around. College football, SEC was playing all Division two schools. The spreads were too high. Fuck the Citadel was tied with Alabama at halftime. For Christ's sakes, uh, Big Ten down year this year. I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's, it's been a down year for the Big Ten this year. They're shitty. Northwestern's already locked in their championship side. Now it's down to Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, with that, I thought Ohio State and Michigan would overlook their opponents this week, and they did. Uh, Michigan didn't cover against Indiana. And if, look, I think everybody in America was watching that Ohio State Maryland game that went into overtime where that, that kid beefed it for two. I think every team was looking ahead. It just it felt like a trap weekend all the way around. You guys have won over $700,000 this year off of mybookie.com as our chief sponsor of this show. I wanted you to keep your money. I don't, I, look, we don't give a fuck about mybookie.com. They're, they're signed on for the year, and that contract's locked for us. So it doesn't really matter. We want you guys to continue to win. I, look, I don't know any other sports show that would tell you physically not to bet for an entire weekend if we didn't want you to win. And we want you to win. And this weekend, I told you there's going to be a lot of great games to pick from. And there is. And we want you to win. Therefore, D'Anthony D'Anthony had to uh, go see some family for Thanksgiving. So I called in a favor. I called in one of the best in the business. I called in a girl named Kelly Stewart. She works for Wager Talk TV, uh, CBS. She's in all the casinos. This girl bets on every single game, every single weekend, and has for years and years and years. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, dude, there's no way some chick is going to stroll through here and house everybody wager-wise. Know the spreads inside and out. Know the home dogs. Know the underdogs. You will be blown away by this chick. This is a boss-ass bitch. I even called her that at the end of the show. I was like, yo, you're incredible. Um, she was lights out amazing. And, uh, look, she, she provided a lot of valuable tips. I'm telling you guys right now, this is going to be a guest that blows you the fuck away. And you're going to be like, dude, I can't believe it. Go find her, uh, afterwards on Instagram. I believe it's just Kelly in Vegas. Um, she's fucking incredible, dude. And she burns it the fuck down for an hour and a half on this show, giving you every single spread and the reason why behind it, and literally one of the best in the business, we were really, really lucky to have her on the show today. Super stoked that Kelly Stewart is on the show today from Wager Talk TV. Uh, first up, though, we got some sponsors. We pay for this whole shit wagon to be on the air. First and foremost, it's mybookie.com. Come on, dude. We've been housing them all year round. I don't give a shit either. Man, I've been on fire. The Ohio State thing has been a little brutal this year, though. Um, you know, they talked me, well, not talked me into, I talked them into it of like, hey, 
let me fucking take Ohio State this year. I'll be the house on that or whatever. Ohio State's about either one or two games behind against the spread. I anticipate a different outcome this weekend against Michigan where we're underdogs. We're getting four points this weekend, but I'll get to that later in the show. On mybookie.com, any drinking bro who listens to the show, who deposits $100 all the way up to $3,000, they automatically double your deposits. And boom, you put in $3,000, congratulations, you're betting with six. This is one of the weeks to do it, man. This chick knows everything inside and out. I feel like we have this weekend on lock. I've never felt more confident than I have this weekend, uh, especially with this girl on the show. And again, we're always honest with you. Like, hey, there's games where we tell you not to bet them. Nobody's going to tell you that. I did. Uh, she did. Where it was just like, hey, I, I don't touch this in real life. I don't put any of my money on this. But the rest of them we do. So go to mybookie.com. Look, you can bet against me on the Ohio State game if you want. It's rivalry week. Feel free. Um, but type in the promo code Drinking Bros. It will double your deposit from one hundred to three thousand dollars. Next up, we've got Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros ghostbed.com this is the week kids if you're looking to get a ghost bed get it now their black friday deals are amazing they've got a bundle package on sheets pillows mattress that is 799 dollars off i mean holy shit even their normal mattresses are like two to three hundred dollars off uh they got cooling mattresses they got adjustable bases all of this shit just gets shipped to your house you rip it open out of the box boom you're ready to go even the adjustable base No assembly required out of this. And look, a mattress is a big purchase. They've got a pay-as-you-go plan for the first 36 months, zero APR. That's right, no interest on these mattresses. Boom, you get the mattress. You can pay it off slowly in three years. I know it's a big-ticket item. Uh, They got some of the best deals on the planet, and it's it's one of my favorite mattresses I've ever had in my life, Uh, and I mean that with all sincerity. Um, So go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. It is a page dedicated specifically to you guys so you can get the best deals on this. Maybe it's a Christmas item that you and your wife or girlfriend go in on on Christmas. It's fucking worth it at the end of the day. Uh, Next up, we've got FreakerUSA.com. Man, am I stoked to have these guys on the show. They are the only ones with the official license of the NFL. Not only teams, but players. Same with NCAA football, teams and players to do socks, to do koozies, to do fucking beer socks. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, the beer socks and the bottle socks. That fits over any size bottle, a Force bottle, a Tito's bottle, a Zima, if you're feeling sprightly about it. Uh, go to FreakerUSA.com, type in the promo code Bros for 20% off because you know that they do the show as well. And, wh- and what do I mean by do the show? I mean this, kids. We're on socks now. Drinking Bros podcast is on socks. You get my face, Evan's face, Matt's face, Jared's face. Oh, you, you get a fucking Drinking Bros podcast sock. They got beer koozies of bitch I operate with Matt's. They've got Instructor Earl koozies with, uh, with Mr. Evan Hafer. They got Jared's fat face on these goddamn socks. Um, I mean, it, it, they got everything. They got a Gene Vandenham sock on there, for Christ's sakes. Uh, we, we partnered up exclusively with them uh, for the next couple months uh, going through the holidays. 
for one reason, we knew their products are quality, and obviously you see them at top flight in every other store in America. You see it for a reason. Uh, some of the best socks in the business and uh, and beer koozies, koozies. Uh, so get on it, dude. Go to FreakerUSA.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off. Get our faces on your body. Last but not least, talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. Come on. You know us by now. You know BRCC is in the house. Uh, we got some awesome Black Friday deals for you at BlackRifleCoffee.com. We also got some new videos coming out. That's right. The hilarity doesn't fucking stop. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com um, to watch the videos. Sign up for the Coffee Club of the Month to see exclusive content. Obviously, you can, you can follow us on Facebook and all of that shit. They're a premium roast to order coffee. It's bagged up, shipped out in-house, straight to you with that Coffee Club of the Month. It's about $4 cheaper than Costco, the bags and the K-Cups. Boom. Shows up on your front doorstep. You're good to go. Same date of every single month. They never let you down. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Type in the promo code SPORTS for 20% off. Whew. Man, I am amped to get into the show. I am amped that Kelly Stewart is here. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Care's Case, too. <laughs> Kelly Stewart, welcome to Drinking Bros. How are you? I am great. Just trying to get caught up before the lovely Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah, look, not only is the holiday upon us, but we're also at the biggest week of the year for college football. It's rivalry week, Kelly. It is. It's a really big weekend. I actually might debate that a couple of weeks ago might have been bigger. I really enjoyed uh, some of those games. Uh, we had a big monster slate, and uh, this is probably the sec- my second favorite week. Rivalry re- week is great, uh, but some of these games I'm not loving. I'll be honest. Uh, same. Look, I, I this is the first time I've ever done this this past weekend. I actually told all of our listeners not to bet for the entire weekend. What? Yep. I've never done that before on the season. I'm we're 78.7%. And I I looked at the slate of games, college and NFL. And I I told my listeners not to bet the only, literally the only thing I liked was the chiefs Rams over, which I think everybody in America did. Uh, Vegas, Vegas did not like that. Um, obviously they, they took a beating last night, but, uh, everything else, it it felt like a trap week. Um, there was some definite, trappy-esque games um there i'm a big underdog better so i love i love weeks like that i like to find value in uh you know some of those dogs like k-state uh versus texas tech that was one of those games where i'm like listen you want to give me a touchdown with bill snyder at home and possibly his last game in manhattan kansas all day you know stuff like that i I ended up getting really lucky with oklahoma state over west virginia but you're right there was some games where you just didn't really want a big part of the slate. I mean, I definitely took a beating on Syracuse. That was for sure. Uh, I think we all did. I I picked Syracuse as well. And look, I looked at the NFL games. Everybody was so evenly matched as far as like playoff contention wise. I I believe nine of the games were, were by one score um, anywhere from three to seven points. And they were just too tough to call. So I told the listeners to back off. Now this weekend, I love, um, and as you know, on drinking bros, we do the top 25 in college football. And then we do the NFL. If there's a huge fight or something, we'll do that as well. But, uh, that, that big fight's not coming up till December 1st. You're out in Las Vegas. Are you going to that fight? 
you know, every once in a while, I, I snag some free tickets to the fights, and and I enjoy going. Uh, but I'm kind of a I'm kind of a cheap ass. Like I don't like to pay for tickets, so um, <laughs> it's just kind of one of those random things. If I have a girlfriend's like, hey, I've got an extra ticket, or hey, do you want to come come along? Yeah, I go. But I, I'm not a big uh, spend three hundred bucks to go see a fight kind of person. Yeah, look, and in Vegas, especially with the Golden Knights, those tickets aren't cheap either. I'm sure you got to hook up no, with the Golden Knights. They've definitely plummeted this season. We got tickets the other night for like eighty bucks and went and, and had a great time. Um, and, and it's a really, if you haven't got a chance, next time you're in Vegas, come out, go see a game. They put on a great show. I mean, it's Vegas, right? You got to have yep. a good opening ceremony as well. Um, so that's always fun. It, I still think maybe watching a game at uh, the Blackhawks game at the United Center might be more fun, though. Uh, it, that, that, that's a toss-up. I was at the Stanley Cup um, game oh, one well, last yeah. year. So, uh, look, oh. I, I'm jaded. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll hop into the top 25. And there's one game on the slate we're going to get to of how, how I found you. And I'm super amped to hear your thoughts on that. But first, we got the Thursday night game, Mississippi State at Ole Miss. Ole Miss has looked like hot garbage this year. Uh, the spread is Mississippi State by 10.5. Who you got, Kelly? You know, they have looked like hot garbage this year. I, it's been terrible. 0-6 is a home dog as of late. But I was trying to make a case for them. Like I told you, I, I like the dogs, and so I'm always looking for an angle here. Uh, Mississippi State won in three in their last four Egg Bowls. They lost all three times they were ranked. Lone win came in 2016. They won as a double-digit underdog. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to look at Ole Miss here. But they have the 123rd defense in the country, allowing 480 yards per game. I'm going, wait a minute. These four losses for Mississippi State, Bama, uh, Kentucky, LSU, and Florida, all top 25 defenses. Top it off, you have to think Old Miss with five wins. They're excited. They have the chance to be bowl eligible. No, wait. They are not allowed this year nope. uh, due to good old Hugh Freeze. <laughs> I, I completely forgot about it until I started looking. I'm like, oh, wait, they don't even get a play in postseason. No. Um, so I, I kind of agree with you here. There's not much left to play for, maybe to pull the upset over a ranked Mississippi State. But I just don't see it happening. Mississippi State's uh, playing on all cylinders here, as I mentioned. Uh, their offense looks really good, especially against this 123rd ranked defense. Yeah, I'm going Mississippi State all day on this one. When you're not playing for a bowl game, uh, let's face it, you're not playing to beat the number one, the number 21 ranked team in the nation. That's not a big enough upset for the students to storm the field over. However, it is a, look, it's a great excuse to get drunk on a Thursday night. Um, Especially after Thanksgiving. And, and who knows how many will actually be there um, with the game being on Thanksgiving when your team only has five wins. It's, it's pretty hard to uh, get up off the couch you know, after eating all day and want to have some motivation there. And I look, I'm from the South. It, they do it right. Thanksgiving style. So I, look, I, I think a lot of these kids are staying home. I'm taking Mississippi state in this one all day with that 10 and a half. Uh, next up, we got number 15, Texas at Kansas. Fun fact for you, Kelly. I am actually 10 and one in Texas games this year. I don't know why I've gotten this team, right? This isn't my team either. Um, but I've been able to figure this team out all year, all year round. And, uh, it's Texas minus 14 and a half who you got. You know, this is interesting because I have had a good read on Texas up until last week. I did lean Iowa state in that one. Luckily I did not pull the trigger. I love betting against Texas when they're laying big points. Why? Because they're always overrated. This team just doesn't, they're not back. This Texas team, I, while I like Tom Herman as an underdog, I am reluctant to lay 14 and a half with 
we'll call them the, a jazzed up Jayhawks team. They played Oklahoma tough last week. I, I took the, what was it, 34 and a half, 35. Yep. And they were able to keep it close. Offensively, they're playing better. And now Les Miles just gets announced their new head coach. This team's excited for what's on the horizon. Um, and I think that they, you know, they've proven they could beat Texas and Lawrence before. Don't be surprised to see Texas kind of, I won't say lay an egg. I'm not going to say they get beat, but I think KU is going to keep this game closer than two touchdowns. Yeah, I think this is a one score game. And I think you're right, uh, especially when a new coach gets hired. A lot of the kids on the team still feel for the old coach. I think they're going to try to at least give them their all on this one. I see this being a one-score game, but this is a Friday noon game the day after Thanksgiving where, look, a lot of these kids are lethargic when there's nothing really at stake to play for. And uh, I look, I I think Kansas keeps this under the 14 and a half. I'm going to take Kansas with the points on this, but I think Texas still wins this game. Uh, next up, we got uh, Eastern Carolina at Cincinnati. No spread yet on this game. Uh, same with the defending national champion, UCF, uh, <laughs> at South Florida. There's no spread in that game yet either. So we'll move past those. And again, for the listeners at home, a lot of these are due to injuries, and uh, they're just not ready to release a spread yet. But if these teams uh, get you off, congratulations. Wait till closer towards the end of the week, and you'll get a spread out of somewhere. Uh, especially at mybookie.com. This 8 o'clock game on Friday night, though, is sexy. This this Oklahoma at West Virginia. The line is Oklahoma minus one and a half. Who you got? You know, this is interesting. One of the great things about living in Vegas is that you get to get some good inside information. And I just got done filming a video um, with one of the sportsbooks directors down here. He's a huge West, West Virginia fan, so we just talked about this one. And the Shark guys played Oklahoma when it opened at a, as a pick And I was like, wait a minute. Here is Morgantown, West yep. Virginia. There is nothing around. Well, Pittsburgh's an hour and a half away. I've been there a few times. This place is going to be absolutely rocking. If they can upset Oklahoma here, they get to play Texas bar and Texas doesn't lose to Kansas. In the Big 12 championship game, this West Virginia team is a little deflated, though. They, like I mentioned, I got very lucky to have Oklahoma State last week score two touchdowns in the last five minutes, and that's what Oklahoma State does. This West Virginia defense is not that good. Kyler Murray is really good, though I kind of got into a debate the other day on uh, Twitter about <laughs> should he be second to Tua Tagovailoa, and no. nobody should be second. Nobody should be second. No one's even a close second. Um this is a tough one. Oklahoma laying one and a half here it is interesting. I was surprised to see the Sharp guys lay a pick them, in, and they may have done that, hoping they could come back and bet West Virginia if the line gets bet up. Um, I mean, if if we're talking coaching matchup here, I will say Lincoln Riley absolutely blows Dana Holgerson out of the water. And if that's my defining factor, I don't think I can end up betting West Virginia. But that is my initial lean here um, early on this weekend. I'd like to give you an actual answer on what I'm going to bet, but I haven't really fully decided yet. Those The sharp guys, like I said, are kind of throwing me off here um, in terms of where they played this game early. Gotcha. I, look, I'm going West Virginia in this one. Um, it's at home. I've partied in Morgantown. I've been to this stadium before. It's an 8 o'clock Friday night game. The girls there will be throwing in beaver dips, maybe even a claw dip out of that Copenhagen. They don't give a <laughs> fuck there in Morgantown. I 
I'm from Kansas, and let me promise you, uh, <laughs> the girls in Morgantown are way less country than the girls in Kansas. That's hilarious. Man, I look, I, I look again, I've partied there. The calf muscles on the girls in this city would alter your mind. <laughs> Everything in West Virginia at this school is all uphill. They're walking uphill all day long, and you're going to see that ring in, in the back pocket of their jeans for every single person there. Look, this is this is the last chance for uh, uh, Will Greer to show off his Heisman shit. And um, I look, I I think he he wins Oklahoma's defense. It might, you might as well hold up a piece of paper because uh, I think West Virginia is going to run through it. And as somebody along the way is going to figure out how to stop Kyler Murray. I don't think his arm is that great. Um, he look, he's a fantastic runner, and he might be the fastest man in in NCAA. But uh, I, I have a feeling West Virginia is going to give it their all because yeah, you, this just looks like a game like last like we saw on Monday night the Rams Chiefs. Whoever scores last wins. Yeah, and I think that's what it's going to come down to, which is why I try not to touch too many games like that. It's going to be an exciting game, and who knows, I may have some drinks on Friday afternoon and decide I'm going to bet it. But uh, you're right, I, I do think West Virginia does have the better defense because. Oklahoma, you're right. It's like running through a piece of paper. It <laughs> that is. was a great analogy. It is. Uh, next up, we got Washington, number 18, at number 8, Washington State. The spread is minus 2.5 for the Mississippi Mustache up in Washington State. Are you, are you a Cougars believer? Oh, my gosh. I love Coach Mike Leach, and the Cougars have made me some money this year, this is a really short line. And I said last week, don't be worried about Washington State looking ahead here because they are so disciplined and playing such good football. Um, this is a big this is a big challenge for them. Um, laying two and a half is, is really interesting. I made the game three. So kind of looking at it here, I'm gonna lean towards Wazoo, who's gonna play some better defense yeah. um than Washington. But this Washington team has just been so disappointing all year. I'm kind of, I'm kind of afraid that they might actually come to play, give them, give them a reason to get up for this game, um, and play spoiler here to Washington State. But my initial, my initial numbers say stay away. But if uh, you're going to make me pick, I'm going to take Wazoo. Yeah, I'm. Look, I'm going to say Washington on this one. Um, I've been, uh, look, I've been on the Cougs all season long, especially look, Mike Leach. Going forward on every fourth down is sexy. Would I love to see them get the final and fourth spot in the playoffs um, and have them go against Alabama with a coach that doesn't give a shit about fourth down? Yes, I would. That would be a blast. But I think Washington is, is too disciplined of a team. They'll finally show up, and uh, I think they take them down. That's gonna To me, this is going to knock out Washington State from the playoffs, and I think Oklahoma is also going to be knocked out of the playoffs with their second loss. Sorry, Cougar fans out there. I've been with you all year. I'm just not with you on this game. Uh, next up, this is how I found you, Kelly. I was doing research for Michigan at Ohio State, the game. The spread right now is minus four. I'm a diehard. I graduated from Ohio State. Diehard. I, I bleed scarlet and gray. I saw a segment that you did on this Michigan-Ohio State game about a week ago, and you had Michigan in this one. I did. Uh, we did. We do uh, a couple of games of the year, and we do updates. So when the line came out in July, yep. this was Buckeyes minus seven. Um, when we talked about it after Michigan lost to Notre Dame, it was nine and a half. Um, I've been fading the Buckeyes. I had Purdue money line. I had uh, Nebraska, and I had Maryland money line. That was really painful. 
Sorry to you. I wish you guys would have lost that game. Going for two is probably my least favorite thing that college coaches do these days. <laughs> um, I understand why he did, but it cost me a pretty penny. I think I had plus 450 um, on the Terps, but that's okay. They covered the spread, and uh, now I got a chance to get a nice number here with the Buckeyes. Um, looking at it further, last week, you know, I I'm out, on those videos, I play a lot of hosts. I let the guys kind of talk what they want to talk, but in reality, I'm now looking at Urban Meyer, 4-0 straight up, 4-0 against the spread as an underdog in his career. And guess what? None of those four games came at Florida or in, Col in Columbus either. Um, obviously, they were when he was at home in Bowling Green and one game at home at Utah. Um, and so here I am looking at him going, okay, what is he going to do against big game Harbaugh? Well, we know what Harbaugh does in big games. And he falls flat on his face. Fine, they have the best defense. Shea Patterson's better than Wilton Spate, sure. 18, and, 18 uh, touchdowns, four interceptions on the season. And while the Buckeyes defense is Swiss cheese, without I, and, and if I'm a Buckeyes fan, I'm really mad at Bosa and yeah. the way that he just left. I understand injury. I understand wanting to go to the NFL. But I really feel like he abandoned his team, and I felt like he was a leader on that defense, and, and it's really hurt them. Um, so as far as defense goes, I am concerned with the Buckeyes, but they have the better quarterback in Haskins. They have tons of offensive weapons. And when's the last time they lost in the horseshoe? Do so you want to give me four points with the Buckeyes? Fine. I will take the 12-point swing from July and uh, and bet the Buckeyes here. Yeah, I, look, I'm going Buckeyes all day long. Uh, this is Urban Meyer's seventh year at Ohio State, and this is the first time he's actually been a home underdog in Columbus which is crazy, in seven years. This is the first time he's been a, an underdog in Columbus. I think, because Chase Winovich got hurt in, in, uh, against Indiana, and I think he's out for this game. They're not saying whether or not he's going to play or not. This seems like the, the, the same type of bullshit that Harbaugh did last year with the quarterback who had the broken collarbone and was like, no, 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 he's going to play, and then he, he played one play and then was gone. I think it's the same thing with Chase Winovich. I don't think Michigan's also faced a quarterback like Haskins this year. Um, because to me, and you talked about this earlier about the Heisman, that there is no number two behind Tua. If you had to pick a two, it's probably Haskins. He leads the entire FBS in touchdowns right now. Um, I, I'm going to say, Ohio, look, this is a homer pick as well because I went to Ohio State. But I, I'm with you that, that Harbaugh does not play well in big games. There is a reason why he buys underpants at Walmart in bulk is because he shits the bed on a consistent basis in big games. I think this is another one. And sadly, I think Ohio State might end up nabbing that fourth seed in the college football playoffs if these other predictions come true of Washington State and Oklahoma losing. Um yeah, I'm not going to go that far um, to say that they deserve to be in. By I don't think I don't think they deserve it. I'm not saying that at all. But I think it, it might and come down to, you have the, to get past. The, yes, you got to get past my favorite Wildcats team as an underdog, Northwestern, least penalized team in college football. <laughs> this team does not beat themselves, and everybody in the Big Ten keeps laughing at them. Last week, I the, know. Last week they were three point dogs to PJ Fleck at Minnesota. I died laughing. I do a Saturday morning show and we're on live. And here I am. I go, wait, the lines moved to three now. And they're like, yeah, they're like, Kelly, you've been great at picking Northwestern as an underdog. I go all day. I go, are you guys out of your minds? You want to give me three? I guess <laughs> Minnesota is laying three to who? I couldn't believe it. So yeah, I, I, I agree with you. If, if Ohio state can beat Michigan, if Ohio state can win the big 10, 
uh, they do deserve at least some sort of recognition uh, to be able to get into the college football playoff. The sad thing, though, for me is even as a Buckeye fan, I don't think this good or, this team is good enough to win a, a national championship. Therefore, I don't want to see them in the playoffs. I'm almost you know, I'm almost hoping Washington State wins and gets that fourth seed, just so I can see that kind of team again with with no fourth down. Uh, thoughts at all. Just go for See, it against hilarious. Alabama. My, yeah, just go for it every buddy, down yeah. against Alabama. Yeah, and I agree with you. My buddy that's a Notre Dame fan texted me the other day because I was on Syracuse, so of course he was talking talking lots of trash, and he goes, Kelly, I just want to be the team that loses by 28 to Alabama and the national championship team. And I'm like, who wants that? I, know. I don't want that. No, I don't want to get embarrassed in the national championship. If my team goes to the national championship, it's because I want them to win it, not because yeah. I want them to get blown off the field. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And look, as much as I love them, I wouldn't mind uh, seeing Washington State get in there, even UCF, for Christ's sakes. Just, just yeah, get would, ahead would, of it. I would love to see UCF get in there. I was on them last week. I said, listen, you can't handicap motivation for this team to finally have uh, – college game day there i go look look what uh wazoo did in pullman the first time they got it i go you can't quantify that i go let's just say this team is going to be on the national stage and they feel like they've deserved to be there for a long time and they're going to show off and sure enough they did yeah yeah i'm i'm excited about this team and i think they they deserve serious consideration if they end up running the table over all of these schools including ohio state i just want them to join the big 12 that's what i want i want them to play in the big 12 and i want to see them go four and three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Four, four and four, four and five, like by the end of the season. And then, and then they can tell me how great they are, but yeah. they'll get better recruits too. I think if they're in the big 12, exactly, exactly. And, and while we're at it, I want to see Notre Dame in the big 10, throw out Rutgers and put Notre Dame in there and let's call yeah, it a day. Why not? Let's call it a day. Uh, so let's there go. You go. We'll, we'll give the AAC Rutgers, <laughs> we'll put, <Yeah. laughs> put Notre Dame in the big 10 and, uh, the Big 12 will take UCF. Done. And then let's, let's rock all day long. All day long. Uh, next up, we got Georgia Tech against Georgia. This is in Athens. This is UGA minus 17. Who you got, Kelly? God, this is a lot of points. I know, um, isn't it? It's tough. Um, I was on UMass last week and barely got that one. Uh, it was just too many points. As you know, a lot of those big spreads did not cover. That's that, yeah, and, and, th- and that's why. By the way, I told the audience not to bet. The SEC was playing all Division two schools last week. It felt like, and there, those and, numbers and were we too high. A, when are we going to put a stop to that? I'm over it. Same. Why? Why did they get a bye week in November? November before they play their rival team? Like, I'm over it. We got to stop that sooner than later. Um, but that being said, I, you know, I don't love either side here. I really, really, really don't. Um, to see Georgia be able to stop this option, which we've we've seen Georgia Tech be able to keep it close in the past. This is just a Georgia team who has a lot to prove. They obviously lost to LSU. They're looking ahead to the SEC title game against Alabama. Uh, but this is just not a great Georgia Tech team. This is an okay Georgia Tech team. And I and I think that we see Georgia go in there and and win a good game. Again, it's a lot of points, uh, but I, I don't think I'm going to touch either side. Yeah, look on on you know for the sake of the show, I'm taking Georgia here. Plus, uh, I think they can. I think they could probably I, win by three touchdowns. But in real life, I don't. I, I don't bet you, this game. Do you, have, do you have any concerns about their offensive line? And that's kind of what I have like circled. You know, at what point in time do we see them maybe not play as hard because they have a couple guys banged up? 
Um, or if they get ahead late, do they let up and let it have, have a couple late touchdowns to Georgia Tech, who we know can play fast? Yeah, well, the only thing I, lo- I love about Georgia in garbage time is that they bring in Justin Fields. And that kid's amazing. And watching him, That's very true. watching him play, like that kid goes for it on, on, on every single down and he wants to take Fromm's job. And, uh, that's, that's the only positive about Georgia in those late game situations is uh, Fields is going to go off. So, um, I look again, this is a game that I, on paper, I would say Georgia probably wins by three scores, but I, I don't bet real American dollars on this game. Not real American dollars. No, I, maybe okay. some other countries like a, you know, a ruble or something, but not. Not a real American dollars on this fucking game. Uh, next up, we got number 12, Syracuse, who killed me last week at Boston College. There's no spread yet for this game. Have you heard of one? Uh, I know Syracuse's quarterback got hurt. I'm imagining that's why they don't have uh, a number up. Right. I, I saw a seven get hung, and I considered um, each week I do a three-team money line parlay. And then we call it it's from forever ago. It's called the Hottie Threesome. It's uh, three underdogs that I think have a chance to win outright, and I parlay all three of them on the money line. And I considered Syracuse in this spot. I really, really did. But you're right, without fully knowing what's going on with Dungy, and even if he does play, is he 100%? Yeah. I'm going to say no. And that concerns me. Here's this Boston College team that's played well a majority of the season. Um, and, and how did – I mean, Syracuse should have got shut out. They really should have. Um, how do they bounce back after that really ugly loss? I'm not sure here. Um, BC nine and three against the spread at home uh, this year, four and one on the road. I, I, they've just been really, really great against the spread. And while Cuse has been decent against the spread as well, they've just kind of fallen off as of late. Um, and I think I think I have to lean with Boston College at least initially in this one. I think Boston College is more of that ground and pound kind of. Uh, team and I think we're going to see them be able to kind of run over the Syracuse defense which is basically what we saw Notre Dame do last week same and look my advice for the audience is this uh, wait wait late in the week before you bet a game like this because me personally I'm not touching this game whatsoever I don't know about Boston College's quarterback either Um, and that coupled with who's going to you know play for Syracuse I don't bet a game like this. Um, Boston College is at home, and yes, their running game is good, but that, that's that's too close for me. So I, I don't touch this game on paper. Yeah, for the for the show, I say Boston College, but uh, look, I'm telling my audience to stay away from this game all, all the way around. Uh, next, it's up, probably it's probably best. There's plenty of games on the board to bet. Yeah, there's a, there's a ton of fantastic games this weekend. This just isn't one of them, in my opinion. Uh, num- number thirteen, Florida is up next at Florida State. This is Florida minus five. This is in Tallahassee. Who you got, Kelly? God, this is crazy. So here's this Florida State team. And I know the Sharp guys played Florida State. Uh, I think four and a half and five earlier this week. And I I cannot back Florida State. I said this last week um, with Florida State, Boston College. I said this line is a trap line. It is begging everybody under the sun to bet Boston College. Everybody just bet Boston College. Florida State needed that win, and they got to be able to beat Florida. They have the longest um, bowl streak in NCAA right now. I think it's like 39 years or something ridiculous. I just can't back Florida State. I can't Willie either. Taggart bashes them. <laughs> they, he bashes them constantly. People, the Seminoles fans want him fired already. He's doing a terrible job. There's this team is so stacked with athletes, though. So week in and week out, you're sitting there trying to make a case like, can this team do something? 
And we saw him not be able to do anything against Notre Dame, obviously. Yep. You know, catching 17 and a half, even without Ian Book and Brandon Wimbush, who's terrible. They still were unable to do anything. But here's this rivalry game, and I'm sure the Gators would love to come in and break the bowl game streak. Florida has had an, an, a decent season this year, and they have one of the best defenses in college football. There's no way I can bet Florida State. There's just no way. I know Same. that it looks like this line is like so easy. And it's, we talked about trap games earlier. This <laughs> looks like a trap game. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not backing Florida state here. I'm sorry. I'm, look, I'm not either. Um, I am I'm, I'm going Florida in this one. I think they win by a touchdown and cover this at minus five. I, I and I think you're fine to bet this at home. Uh, look, we have a lot of Florida and Florida state fans. Uh, yes, it is a rivalry. I, I just do not believe in this Florida State team. Um, I don't know what happened to them since that national championship. And uh, I'm going Florida all day long in this one. So- yeah, I mean, sorry I, about it. It's true. I, I, I cannot disagree with you here. Yeah, I'm not going to get behind them now. Now, this next one is puzzling to me. Um, I, look, I know Alabama's the greatest team in the country. I know that they'll probably win the national championship. But they're playing Auburn, and this line is a monster at minus 24 for Alabama. This line is a monster. Uh, God, this is so hard. So I told everybody last week, we talked about the Citadel, right? And that they were going to be, this is like the Citadel Super Bowl, right? And then there they are tied at halftime, breaking Alabama's, uh, what were they, 8-0, 9-0 against uh, against the spread in the first half. Oh, yeah. you know, it just was a monster. And when I said it was like, I go, it's 42. And everybody's like, all day, all day. I'm like, no, this just doesn't make sense. This Alabama team is so good. And I understand that. They have revenge for losing last year in the Iron Bowl. But Stidham is not as good as he was last year. I don't expect him to be that same quarterback that we saw glimpses of. Um Alabama's defense is great. They've shut off their last two SEC opponents. 24 and a half is interesting. It's the same line as it was versus Mississippi State. So I'm looking at it going, it could be 24 nothing final. And, yeah. and you lost by the hook. Yeah. Um, this, this defense has given up 13.1 points per game this season. And, uh, and I think Stidham's going to have a really rough day. But I also don't think Alabama's going to put up a ton of points on this Auburn defense. So I'm back and forth a little bit on this one. Again, I'm not, I'm not going to bet Alabama. I'm not going to lay the monster number. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll help you out if it helps. I'm going Auburn in this and I'm taking the points in a rivalry game like this. 24 points is just too many. In my opinion, I, I, I can never get behind something like that. 24 points in a rivalry game. And l- let's face it. Auburn has had glimpses of like, ah, that's a decent team. Even if that just that glimpse of a decent team shows up, you cover the 24 points. I Look, again, I fully understand that Alabama is the best team in the, in the nation. Um, they're, they will probably win the title. I just don't think they're going to cover 24 against Auburn, and I'm, I'm actually going to bet this game. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm definitely not laying the points with Alabama. <laughs> and then the next one here, Maryland, which almost derailed Ohio State's season last week, Comes back at Penn State with the exact same spread as, as it was against Ohio State. It's minus 13 and a half for Penn State. What do you think? Does, yeah, does Maryland gosh. carry it over? Penn State's tough, right? I've not had a good read on this team all year. I actually had them on the money line to beat your Buckeyes. And ever since that game, they have just been so defeated. That, just, that game just ruined their season. It seemed like I took Iowa 
uh, plus six and a half against them a couple weeks ago and got lucky. Lucky there. I thought Iowa had a shot to win it, and they just they just don't have enough offensive firepower to be able to keep up. Um, but yeah, I, ma- I made this game nine. So I will be on Maryland in this one. Um, I think it's a flat spot for Penn State. They've got eight wins on the season. They have nothing else to really play for. And here's this Terps team. While I do think that was a really deflating overtime loss to the Buckeyes, they're five and six. They want to go to a bowl game. Um, and I and I really think they're going to play harder than people are expecting them to. And I, and I think they'll, they'll keep it closer. I don't think they can win this game. I don't think they have it in them. But but Penn State, more than anything, it would be a play against them. And what do they really care about at this juncture? Where's the motivation? And that's something we talked about a few minutes ago. It's very hard to handicap motivation. You cannot quantify it. You can get tons of inside information um, from locker rooms and kind of get the vibe of what's going on. But that doesn't mean that you can say, okay, well, Penn State's so excited for this. Well, for what? They don't have a lot to play for. Yeah, I, look, looking at this this game to me, I'd take Maryland with the points in this um, because you're right. I, what is Penn State playing for at this point? And yes, Maryland is playing for a bowl game. Uh, I think this is probably a 10-point game um, simply for the fact that this is probably this, – this is, this is Trace McSorley's last game there. And, uh, you know, it's senior day. He wants to go out a, a winner. Um, but I think Maryland tries to carry it over and keeps it keeps it relatively close. I, 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 I'm I fine with taking Maryland plus the points on this one. Uh, next up, we got Illinois at Northwestern. Uh, this is Northwestern. Your team. Your team is minus 18. It's so funny. Uh, I, I joke because I, I went to Kansas State. So I'm a, a huge Wildcats fan. But they've just been so disappointing the last couple of years um, that this Northwestern team, after they lost to Akron, has really been on my radar. That that loss, um, I'm not sure what Pat Fitzgerald did, but that really rejuvenated them and kind of made them realize. But what also that loss and a couple other games tells us is that Northwestern plays down to the level of their competition as a favorite. And while I don't think Illinois is a good team, I don't think Lovey Smith is a good coach. No. This is a lot of points for a team who's already locked up the Big Ten West. Yep. And yes, again, last week I was catching points with them against Minnesota. I didn't think they were ever going to lose that game. I had told everybody I thought it was going to be similar to the Nebraska game where they were laying three and a half, went to overtime, and they won by three. Nebraska still got the cover. And that's what this game says to me. They're going to win by two touchdowns. This team doesn't beat themselves. If they cover this game, it's going to be because Illinois has a late turnover. Illinois makes a ton of mistakes. Northwestern's going to keep it, I'm guessing, pretty vanilla. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet Illinois by any means. I'm not gonna lay the 18 with Northwestern, though. Yeah, look, uh, I'm gonna pick this for the show, but I don't bet this in real life. Um, I, I think Illinois probably beats this 18. Um, I think you're right. I think it's a, a two touchdown game. And what is Northwestern playing for? They're already in. They're good. They're good to go next week. So they're in the Big Ten championship. Uh, as long as they win this game, n- nobody's going to be watching Northwestern at number 22, really giving a shit of, of how impressive their performance is in this game. So, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't no. matter. They don't need style points. That's not going to come into the equation. And I think they're definitely looking ahead um, to this Ohio, either playing Ohio State or, um, Michigan. or Michigan in this one. And, and as you know, 
they should have beaten Michigan. I was on them. Yes, um, yes, they should have. Had a really good opportunity to do so, and so I think they kind of had that that one circled. So I don't think Illinois is going to upset them, but don't be surprised. Maybe see it be you know ten seven Illinois, and then Northwestern pulls away and wins twenty four ten. Kind of one of those games where they they may feel like they're on the ropes, but not really. Yeah, I get this, this is a two touchdown game, and uh, I think you're right. That, by the way, that Northwestern point was excellent. Uh, Northwestern should won that game they were about what 17 over michigan um god, before blowing horrible. that god damn it that was i mean just I, heart-wrenching i, I mean it, it was worse than it was worse than uh maryland blowing it last saturday i will say that <laughs> i, I expect maryland to blow that win and then when they, they went for two in overtime i was like come on you can't you can't beat yourselves but you know again they had a wide open wide receiver that I don't know how he didn't see him. <laughs> I, I don't either. I, something happened. It was almost as if uh, the ghost of Patrick Swayze came up and wrapped him up from behind. And he, oh, my God. And he just dropped that vase. I, I've never seen a pass that bad to a kid that was wide open four yards in front of him. Uh, next up, this is another monster spread here. This is the night game. South Carolina at Clemson. It, it is Clemson minus 26 and a half. That's a big boy number. It's a huge big boy number. And I just, I don't understand. This is the thing. And I, and I do understand it. Why? Because they have been steamrolling teams. Yep. Clemson has been steamrolling teams for weeks on end. And I, you know, we talk about, they don't need style points. It doesn't matter. They're putting on style points. I think Brent Venables has done a really good job. Um, with that defense. And I, I really like devil Sweeney as a head coach and, and that team's in, they're in to the college football playoff. Um, South Carolina, God, they, what do they have left? They, they don't have much left in the tank. Um, it, this is tough. They're already this look really South Carolina is already bowl eligible. Uh, it is an sec team. So they've been through the rigors. I, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to take the points here with South Carolina on this. That's just too many. And, and to me, Clemson's look, they're in, uh, who are they playing next week in the championship? They've, they've got an, another easy team in the championship. They are into the college football playoff barring some uh, crazy I miracle. Playing, I believe they get to play Pitt, right? Pitt's already oh, that's in. right. You're right. It is Pitt. Um, that's yeah, which so, is I mean, Boy, that Hilarious. spread, yeah, that spread's probably going to be 26 and a half as well. Um, I'm taking South Carolina with the points on this. Um, I, I can see that. I mean, again, I'm not laying the points with Clemson, but I kind of get scared to step in front of that freight train. You know, it's know. different. Than, they're, they're like the New Orleans Saints right now of college. Like, you want to step in front of the train, go be, so be it. You're going to get ran over. Eventually, that train is going to derail. Uh, but, God, I don't. I, I don't want to lose all my money trying to figure out what day that is. I, I don't either. And that's the thing is like, you know, again, for the sake of the show, I'm taking this. I pro- I don't bet this in real life. Um, with this Clemson team, I've been hit and miss on picking the spreads on Clemson all year round. Preseason, I picked Clemson to win it all. And I'm going to stick with that just because, that's look, great. well, I, I, I picked that um, probably around late July. So I'm going to I'm going to stay with that. And that's fine. I'm going to I'm going to ride that horse. But uh, not not in this game. Um, on on paper at least, but I, I probably don't put uh, any of my money on it. Uh, next up, we got Kansas State at Iowa State. This this is your school, isn't it? Yeah, this is, and this is tough. Uh, I was on Kansas State to beat Texas Tech because that is Bill Snyder's forte in Manhattan, catching points against a very overhyped team. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury 
is he, I don't even know. Now they want to fire him because he lost to K-State. And I'm like, in what world would Texas Tech have ever been a favorite over K-State in years past? They wouldn't. K-State is just offensively inept at times. And it's very frustrating. And they went through the lovely quarterback carousel there for a while. And now they have Skylar Thompson. Um, have you ever been to Ames, Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> this is the first question I always like to ask people. Well, if you've been to Morgantown, no, Morgantown, right? And okay, I, so I've never been to. I, look, the only people that have been to Iowa, I think, are, are Kevin Costner and um, and then you know wh- whoever the magical black man was in that movie. Um, oh my that, god, that's that's about it. Uh, I don't know anyone. I, look, I, I don't think I've met a human from Iowa in real life. It's almost like meeting somebody from the D- D- Dakotas. You're like, wait, what? You're from that's North hilarious. or South Dakota? I've, I've never met one. Um, so, oh, so God. no, I have not. Does it go off there? What is so special about this school? Iowa state is always able to pull at least like two upsets a year. Three, three win Iowa state teams, three win Iowa state teams will pull upsets. Yes. In November and Ames. Ames is a shithole. Mm. It is the worst place I've ever been in my life. And I have bagged it so many times, but it's because it's like haunted my childhood memories. Like I have PTSD from this place because a nine win K state team will go up there against a four win Iowa state team and lose. Like the worst thing you can do, by the way, is you're an Ohio state fan. Yeah. Go back and look at some of the games you guys lost. Like, Going back and looking at K-State as a 21-point favorite in Ames in 1994 makes you kind of want to kill yourself. You're going, <laughs> how did you guys lose this game? And, and you know, I, I was lucky enough that my family always had tickets, so we always got to go, and it was always fun. That is not fun. Freezing your ass off in Ames, Iowa, and losing as a 21-point favorite is not fun. Now K-State's 14-and-a-half-point dog. Listen, Purdy's been playing really well. They haven't, well, they lost last week to Texas, but prior to that, they hadn't lost a game with him under center. I really like Matt Campbell. I actually hope he stays at Iowa State. He's really good for that program. Um, Bill Snyder catching points is always a good bet, especially over two touchdowns here when they're not playing Oklahoma. Side note, uh, that's the only time that doesn't count. Um, Last week, this team did not, this Kansas State team did not beat themselves. For some reason, in Ames, Iowa, they like to beat themselves. They're going to turn the ball over. They're going to make mistakes. That place does get rowdy because the kids have nothing else to do. Uh, but some motivation side, again, it may be Bill Snyder's last game. As I mentioned, it was the last game probably for him in Manhattan. They're 5-6. and six. They want to go to a bowl game. I don't know if it's going to happen. I-, I cannot see them pulling off an upset here. So it's really tough for me. But 14 points is... Oh, really? It's a lot of points for Iowa State. Um, and I think we're going to see this K-State team, this defense who finally stepped up last week, be able to shut down this offense. I think it's going to be a closer game. Um, I made the game 10 and a half, so I have to be on K-State mathematically wise. Uh, but I am definitely nervous because Ames, Iowa, like you give, you know, fine. You give the shoe five points for home field advantage. You give a wide out at Penn State. You can give it six. You can give Austin, Texas four. You can give Manhattan, Kansas five on a Saturday night. Ames, Iowa, I swear. I tell people this all the time. I'm like, you're not giving them enough for a home field advantage. It is, <laughs> it is a monster place to play, especially when it's fucking freezing. When it is cold and you want to die, 
you want to get out of there as soon as possible. You don't care if you cover. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Since you have a, a special kinship with Ames here, what, what do you do there? Is it pills? Like, is it I, I, by your description, I'm picturing cheap pills for kids where it's just like, all right, cool. Yeah, I guess we can huff some potpourri and then go in, in the stadium. Like, how, I, how boring is it there? So you want to know the funny thing is, so I've been, like I said, it haunts my childhood. When I was in college, I was like, I am not going. Like, we'd go to Lubbock, we'd go to Austin, we'd go to Norman, we'd go to Lawrence, and we Mizzou was still in the Big 12 then. We'd go to Columbia. I was like, uh, screw you guys, I'm not going to Ames. I just wouldn't. I'm telling you, there was multiple times in my childhood, at least three I could think of. And I was like, I'm not going. Like, I'm not driving up there. I don't care. <laughs> it is that bad. So as an, as an adult who was old enough to drink, I've never been to Ames. Um, so as far as, like, recreational drug use in Ames, Iowa, I'm not really sure. Um, Nebraska, on the other hand, Lincoln, Nebraska might be the meth capital of the world. Okay. Yeah, I, I picture Iowa State's tailgating parking lots looking just a lot of tinfoil a lot of burn up tinfoil <laughs> rolled up thrown away uh, a lot of smoking out of apples like I, I see that where it's just like man i don't have a pipe can your mom gave you an apple let's just light that thing up that's oh, what that's God. what i picture that's when hilarious. i picture this uh but i also picture iowa state winning by two touchdowns and i'm actually going to take iowa state in this um for whatever reason this year look they're 16 with four losses that 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 in itself is a miracle. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep riding this miracle here and say they win by more than two touchdowns in Ames, Iowa, the place that I've never been in. Uh, it's a seven o'clock game. I might even light something up in some tinfoil and watch this game that night just because of you. <laughs> there you go. I probably will not even be watching this game. I'm such a bad K State fan these days. Even uh, if I end up betting K-State, I probably won't watch it. That's so sad. Last week, I barely watched the Texas Tech game. I checked that score updates on my phone. I was like, yeah, okay, good. They're still winning. Yeah, you're, you're like, ah, just, it's fine. We're good to go. You get some ESPN yeah. score alert, and you're fine. Yeah. So I had way more money on other games I cared way more about. Sure. When I say that game was, was not a sweat, so I didn't have to care. Absolutely. Uh, th- this next team is a sweat, though, for me, and it has been all year. It's Kentucky. It's 17. I have not believed in this team all year. The spread is 17. They're playing at Louisville. Does Kentucky cover this? I mean, Louisville looks goddamn awful this year. God, Louisville looks awful. They fire Bobby Petrino, yep. and Louisville still looks awful. Um, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky's rough. Rough. They, they have they have a really great defense. Offensively, I I get a little nervous. So this could be a fourteen nothing game, and you don't cover. You know what I mean? Like, I, and that's where I'm. That's where I'm looking at it as. Um, I'm definitely not taking the points with Louisville. I'm definitely not laying the points with Kentucky. Um, I'm not. I'm not betting this one either. I think Kentucky wins this game. But if if you're at home, don't bet this fucking game. Uh, it's just not worth it. I, I don't believe in Kentucky. I think you know their offense is simply Snell, the running back, and that's it. Um, and yeah, their defense is pretty good. Louisville is, I mean, is terrible. Could, he could have a big game. I, I mean, know. I know. Louisville's given up six yards of carry, 282 rushing yards per game allowed. I mean, he could have a big game, but other than that, and just because he has a big game doesn't mean they put a ton of points on the board either. So, um, it's just one. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you just leave this one alone. Yeah, same. But uh, look, uh, Kentucky wins it. Uh, just don't bet it um, at home. Uh, that's just my advice. You can do what you want with your life. I'm not your fucking dad. Do but, what you uh, want with your life. Yeah, do what you want with your life. I'm not your fucking dad. I'm not, I'm not going to wake you up in the middle of the night and ask to smell your breath. Um, next up, we got number seven, LSU. 
at Texas A&M. A&M is actually the, the favorite in this one, minus two and a half. Who you got in this one? Yeah, this was interesting because LSU's just been kind of flying under the radar since they got beat out by Alabama. They had, I mean, shut out. I'm sorry. They just got shut out. Yeah, at home. I was that at was that game, by the way. That, God, that was terrible. Terrible so, game. Um, you know, and here's the Texas A&M team kind of superseding expectations. Um, but if you want to give me points with LSU, I'll take them. Same. I think that's the right side here. Um especially after how bad they played against Arkansas a couple of weeks ago, we just saw them come out super flat, which you kind of have to expect from LSU. Like there's not a ton left. They have to play for, they're going to go to a decent bowl game. Um, they just have to get past Texas A&M and, and I'm not sold on Jimbo Fisher just yet. We just, we touched on Florida state earlier and while people are definitely missing Jimbo Fisher, I don't think he was this great coach. He was, a good coach for Florida state, but I don't think he's this great coach at A&M either. Um, and so I'm kind of looking at this going, why is A&M laying a couple points here? Um, it looks a little trappy, but I'll take the points with LSU. Same. I'm going to take LSU. Um, you know, somehow they've, they've managed to stay on at number seven with, with two losses and that's fine. I get to see them in, in person up close and personal against Alabama. And they, to me, they looked horrific. That was one of the worst games I've ever been to. I mean, look, I had money seats, and that was great. Congratulations. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of jewels being passed around. But in this one, you know, there was a lot, a lot of jewels in that game being passed around. Uh, when you well, look, when it gets to be that boring in the stands, it's time to break out the black, the black heat, Kelly. A lot of jewels being passed around. I, I'm going LSU in this one. Um, that same, if they're getting points, I'm taking them. And you know, they're they're fine. This is a this is a team that's just kind of coasted along all year. And uh, look, good good on them. Um, I think it's better for college football when LSU is great. I'm with you and Jimbo Fisher. I like him as a coach. I don't think he's a game changer or, or you know, he's going to win a, a national title with A&M. But uh, let him get his recruits in there, and I'll, I'll give him a chance, just not in this game. Uh, next up is Notre Dame, number three. Man, I hate this team, and I've hated them all year round. Uh, at USC, the line is Notre Dame minus 10.5. What are you going to do, Kelly? Well, um, let's see. I played Notre Dame against Michigan. I played Ball State. I played Vandy. And then Ian Book uh, came under center, and I have gotten absolutely annihilated. Same. Betting against this team. <laughs> Same. Absolutely annihilated. Like, I played Syracuse, and then they said, Ian Book's probable, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew it. I knew it. I was like, I should have waited. I should have waited. I should have waited. Um, Listen, Clay Helton's terrible. We're talking about terrible coach. Clay Helton is a terrible coach. Um, I love to fade. USC any chance I get this is probably the largest spread um, these two teams have seen since I've been alive this is crazy numbers um, and while I do think Brian Kelly tends to have conservative moments I don't think he has one here Notre Dame's in the driver's seat um, to get to be the team that gets beat by 28 by Alabama here um, yeah I, I, I'm definitely not backing Southern Cal Granted, you're paying a premium here with Notre Dame, but you're paying a premium with them at Syracuse versus Syracuse. You're play, paying a premium with them against Florida State. It's just one of those big-name teams. That they're like the New England Patriots or the Dallas Cowboys of college football. You, you're paying for the name each and every week, um, and I think that's what you're doing here, but I, I'm, not, I'm not betting the Trojans. Yeah, I, I'm not either. And look, I told my audience since about week six, 
uh, after losing the first six weeks on Notre Dame because I didn't believe in this team that I was I was ready to roll with them the rest of the year. And I am now. Look, this is their last game of the season. Um, this this is it for them. So you know they win, they're in. Congratulations, Notre Dame. You get you get Alabama first up probably. Or look, they could end up in that three hole and end up playing Clemson. Um, but I'm taking Notre Dame. I think they win by two touchdowns. You're right. Clay Helton is is the worst. Um, I don't know what that program is going to do. I think the best thing that they can hope for at USC is that whatever cyst is on Urban Meyer's brain causes him to retire this year, and then he comes out of retirement again two years later and coaches this team for $10 million a year. Um, There you go. But good luck. Good luck, USC, because I I think this is Notre Dame's game by two touchdowns. Uh, Next up is BYU at Utah. There is no line in this game. I called this last week. I'm not sure what the injury status is in this one. Uh, Have you heard a line on this one? I... I have not. I haven't either, yeah. Real quick, I have not seen. I was looking at them earlier, and there wasn't one. There might be one this afternoon. It's, you know, it's it's tough. It's early in the week. Early in the week. With, yeah, early in the know, week. And look, B- BYU's got that. that yeah, that, BYU's got that one win against Wisconsin. Uh, Utah's looked pretty goddamn good all year. This is in 13, Salt Lake City. Utah, Utah minus 13, total 44. Ah, I'll still take Utah on this. They've looked pretty decent all year. I think they win by two touchdowns. Utah has been a great team. And while I like Kalani Sataki as a head coach, uh, he's been really disappointing to me for the most part at BYU. I thought he would do a lot better job. Um, and he and he's had moments of greatness, as we've seen. Uh, but now those wins don't really look as great. Um, I think this Utah team is is the right side at at. Probably a, this is probably a two touchdown game. I got to look back at my numbers. If I had to guess, I would say I'd probably made it fourteen, maybe fourteen and a half. So at thirteen, it's probably a no play for me. But yeah, the only way I can look at it is betting the Utes. Yep, same. And, and look, and this isn't a game I bet in real life uh, simply because I, I don't care enough for, for this game. Nor do I want to stay up and watch this goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're on the East Coast, you definitely don't. Uh, yeah, look, I'm on the East Coast for, for this one. Uh, chances are, after the Ohio State Michigan game, I'll be blackout by probably five or six. I will, I will see nothing of this game except for the next day to see if I was right on the show. There you go. And nothing yeah, more mean, than that. You know, with Utah already clinching their spot in the Pac-12 championship game, you have to kind of think, okay, yes, they're playing BYU. Yes, and state rival. But I don't think that they care that much, um, especially barring any injuries um, one way or another. I, I think this is just a spot where they, they win convincingly. And that's all that matters. Same, same. Uh, last but not least on the college slate this week, we got Utah State at Boise State. Boise State minus two and a half. I have a rule on this show, Kelly, and it's much like Wesley Snipes' rule of always bet on black. I always bet on Boise no matter what. Um, they, they've always covered for me over the years. Everybody's got that one team that has always covered for them in the darkest moments of their life. It's Boise State for me, and I, I've, I always bet on Boise. I'm, I'm taking Boise State in this one, minus two and a half. I was on Boise a couple weeks ago uh, to upset Florida State at home, um, but that was kind of one of those spots. I don't love this game, but, man, that Utah State offense is good, and they're really fun to watch. Um, yeah, I made the game three. So here I am sitting there going, I don't really love one side or another. I don't hate your Boise State pick. I'm not rushing to the window to bet either side, but – don't be surprised if, if that Utah State offense gets the best of Boise State. Look, I, I, I won't at all. Um, I'm, look, I'm expecting a Bruce, but I might get a Caitlin. 
and you never know on that. So uh, I I always look, I'll always stick with my gut and still bet on Boise state Uh, for whatever reason. They've, they've been that magical team in my life that is always consistently covered. Uh, Next up, we'll switch over to the NFL. A lot of Thanksgiving day games uh, that look sexy to me. First up is bears at the lions. This is a really, really small spread, and I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on it. It's Chicago minus three and a half. The Bears so, have looked amazing this this year. They have, and full disclosure, I was on the Vikings uh, last week. I, I play in a contest out here called the Super Contest at the Westgate, and so each week you pick five NFL games against the spread, and I've had some monster weeks. Last week was not one of them. I ended up being one in four, and the funny thing was I ended up playing against three of my plays um in the super contest once i figured out it was the kiss of death and the vikings was one of those games that was a kiss of death everybody loved them catching points and kirk cousins i did too yep i did too under that pass rush from cleo mack he absolutely folded i did end up having them in it but my five-team teaser and i have never had a sweat a five-team teaser that bad in my life like i was like every time kirk cousins was about to throw the ball i could not breathe i was like okay i have entirely too much money on this teaser right now and i did not hedge it um i could have easily with bears money line i just couldn't do it um so that all being said i like the lions plus three and a half i think wow really you were joking me either i'm a glutton for punishment or (laughs) i'm insane i was on the bears they played what 12 by thanksgiving they played 10 days ago so I was on the Bears minus six and a half. I said, listen, everything I'm hearing out of Detroit is not good, um, but they're not tanking. They're pissy with Patricia, but they're not tanking. This Lions team is playing a little bit better. I don't know if Matthew Stafford heard their interview, Nathan Peterman or what, but he played a much better game. Um, they have a great track record on Thanksgiving, and I think it continues on Thursday. I was on them plus four and a half versus the Panthers, and while – Ron Rivera probably wish he would have just kicked the PAT and went into overtime. I wouldn't even, I didn't even care whether or not they got the two point conversion or not, because either way they weren't covering that game. That was more of a play against the Panthers on the road, laying points against how bad everybody thinks the lions are. This lions team is still the team that beat the Patriots. They've just got to decide when they're motivated and when they're not, I think they get to eat the Turkey leg on Thanksgiving. Um, I think they pull off the upset over the bears. No, I look, I'm taking the bears on this. I think the bears, I think Khalil Mack not only eats the Turkey leg. I think he rips Matthew Stafford's face off like Travolta, uh, in, in the, the, the late nineties movie on this one. I, I just can't see it happening. Um, man, that, that defense looks too fucking good this year. I, I think the bears win by a touchdown in this. And I actually love this game, and I, I am betting real American dollars straight out of my wallet into this game. Um, I was not a believer in the Bears before the season. That trade for Khalil Mack has completely changed the makeup of this team. And I think, look, I, I said before the season started, I thought this, this team was maybe two years away from, from competing for an actual Super Bowl title. And uh, I'm going to stay with that, but they're, they're ahead of pace now. And uh, I, look, I like the Bears. I'm going to take the Bears on this one. Uh, next up, we got the Redskins at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus seven and a half. Look, Alex Smith is gone. Uh, maybe forever, sadly, after last forever. week. Yeah. Um, and look, I, I, Alex Smith has been shit on a lot in his career, but he's always been accurate. He, he's always been at least a, a decent quarterback, and I hate to see somebody go down like that. I don't see Colt McCoy coming back and leading this team. And uh, this one I got Dallas, and who do you got? 
I got the Redskins because who the fuck are the Cowboys to be laying seven and a half to anybody? <laughs> cool, you guys beat you guys beat the team with the worst Super Bowl hangover we've ever seen in my life. You have and you and you beat the Falcons, and the Falcons had so many opportunities to win that game. I was on the Falcons last week minus three and a half against this Cowboys team. I'm not sold that the Cowboys are anybody. And here's Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy's been in that system for five years. Last week at the at the sports book, people are like Colt McCoy's still on the team. Yeah, and guess what? They outscored uh, the Texans 17 to seven once he came in. They had a chance to win that game with Colt McCoy after Alex Smith got hurt. I'm telling you right now, Redskins keep it competitive. They're first in the NFC East. They're not as fraudulent as everything. So I think that they're woo. The Redskins are great. No, but guess what? They got me another cover. This team has covered for me so much this season. I'm taking them plus seven and a half. Um, this Dallas defense, I think, is not good. I'm not Jason Garrett. Congrats, Cowboys fans. You guys got him for another few years. Just what you wanted. <laughs> can't wait for them to sign Dak Prescott to some big ass contract when they can't even figure out to run the ball with Zeke. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm he's getting the Derek Carr deal. He, they're going to back up the truck and give Dak Prescott the Derek Carr deal. You know that. And and and, and they absolutely deserve all the punishment they're going to get. Um, I think I think the Redskins here shocking getting seven and a half the look ahead line here in vegas now granted this was before alex smith got hurt was minus five and that was inflated this line should be four and a half four four and a half you're telling me alex smith is three points better than colt mccoy no he's not maybe one and a half at most i'm with your friends on this one i didn't know colt mccoy was not only in the nfl i didn't know he was still alive I, I, like oh I wasn't, God. I wasn't sure if he was dead. I, I had to go back and 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 do a reverse Google search on his image to try to find out if he was still alive. It turns out he is, um, and I didn't get catfished by somebody. Um, but I, I look, Adrian Peterson's a thousand years old. Colt McCoy is now your quarterback, and I think you're really underestimating that the fact that they've they've picked up Mark Sanchez to back him up. Once you get Sanchez on you. Like it's it's like a sense. It's, it's like getting it in a desperation. Yes, oh. I agree. But once that but gets in your clothes, get, you're wearing do you, do you it. Want him, do you want him to get Kaepernick? <laughs> like, I mean, that's, <laughs> what are your options here? I mean, those are your options right now. Seriously. No, so, I, I look. I hate. I hate out Kaepernick. Of, out of forty year old quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. I don't hate Kaepernick. I just think he's kind of a douchebag. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 but that's why I hate Kaepernick. Like, I would rather you bring in Sanchez, where you're like, "All right, cool. Uh, the dirty Sanchez is going to be the dirty Sanchez." You know what you're as getting out of that guy? Fumble. As long as he doesn't actually going to touch the football, he can sit on the bench and get paid. Nobody cares. He's fine. Maybe bring in clipboard Jesus, um, Charlie there Whitehurst. Uh, I like. I like that. Uh, next up is just, this. This is the hard one for me. This is a rivalry game. Usually, uh, the Falcons' defense is all in the emergency room still, so if you want to send your card and or thoughts and wishes to them, feel free. But they're playing at the Saints at minus 13. The Saints are minus 13. Who, who do you got in this one? So we talked about paying a premium uh, on teams. And you paid a premium last week on the Saints, and you paid a premium the weekend that before. Yep. I had them against Baltimore or the Vikings. When you're catching points with the Saints team, it was a little bit different. Now you're laying double digits. I was on the Falcons. They're atrocious. I- I've been saying the Falcons have been atrocious, but a couple of weeks ago, everybody wanted to give Matt Ryan the MVP. Now they want to give it to Drew Brees. I think there's a lot of really gross overreaction here. This should be a nine and a half point game. So it's going to go over a touchdown. If you want to bet the Falcons, hang tight. I am not going to be betting the Falcons. I am not going to be laying 14 with the Saints either. This is, this is just asinine. 
This Saints team is good. They're not the number one power rated team in the NFL. The Rams are. And I don't know why people, and granted, yes, they lost in the Superdome to the Rams. I think we'd see a different outcome in the Coliseum. But this Saints team is good. They're not this good. Everybody needs to pump the brakes. Again, Eagles, worst Super Bowl hangover I've ever seen in my life. They just quit. At some point in time, they just quit. And we saw the Bengals do the same thing. So now there's this overinflated number each week. And that's fine. You want to lay it, lay it all day, make your money. I'm not going to judge you for it. I just, I just can't do it. I feel like it's like not in my sports betting principles. Sure. I, look, I'm taking the Falcons with the points. The over is 60 and a half, by the way. Um, and uh, these days, uh, an over of an over under of 60 almost seems like natural at this point where you're like, Oh yeah, of course it's 60. Whereas back in the day, you look at 60 in the NFL and be like, what the fuck is happening in the world? Um, with this, look, I, I think the Falcons still have a high powered offense. I've been wrong though, on most of these Falcons games all year. Um, I, I they're, they're still going to take my money on this. Cause I'm going to bet it, uh, just cause it's the, the Thursday night game. Uh, most of the fam will be asleep at this point. I'm going to be watching this. I'll throw I'll throw a little chatter on it and take the Falcons with the points because I'm with you. The Saints are great. I just don't know that. I mean, 13 points over the Falcons seems like a lot. Um, so I'm taking the Falcons in this one. Uh, next up, this is a game that I don't even want to call. I wish we could burn it, light it on fire, and, and forget about it and, and pretend it didn't exist. The Jaguars at the Bills. Jacksonville, minus three. Who you got? God. Yeah, Jacksonville. I had Jacksonville plus four and a half and on the money line last week. What was that? (laughs) How do you blow that lead? We talk about teams blowing leads. Like I think last weekend I had more teams that just could not put together a complete game. It was terrible. I mean, granted, they still got the cover, but good God, I touted them all week. And now I'm expecting to go to Buffalo and, and not get beat by Josh Allen. I don't know here. I, I have this ro- I have this rule. So I don't lay road chalk in the NFL. Uh, one of the guys that I've been friends with, Scott, for, since I've lived in Vegas almost like 12 years now, was like, Kelly, you're never going to get bet- rich betting road chalk in the NFL. And here, some, some spots are great. But if I've learned if I just cancel out all the road chalk I like, I'm saving money in the long term. So yeah. I, I do initially lean towards the Jags here, but I think it screams like a trap game. We were just talking about totals, 37 and a half. I don't think I've seen a 30 forever. JV, the, JV the 40, high school football is the last time I saw a 37 and a half. The, the 41 and a half uh, last week still went over. So, you know, this is just one of those spots where the under is probably the play. I don't, I don't know if I'm laying it. Um, there's going to be some turnovers that make a difference here in this one. It just depends if they end up in the red zone or if uh, they're for a pick six. So it's just kind of one of those games. I, I want nothing to do with this game. You're right. Why, why we have to, I'm not even going to watch it. No. I don't even want to talk about it. No, I, w- I wish it never existed. I wish it was It was like Lost, like Jacob and Lost. Like they should just put an empty chair at the 50 and then just pretend that people are playing around it. Um, with with this, I, look, my, my rule in college is always bet on Boise. My rule in the NFL is never bet on Bortles. I can't do it. I can never bet on Bortles. I, I I don't think that I've bet a Jacksonville game since he's been quarterback, and I won't start now. You want to bet this game at home? Go ahead. Um, I'm not with you on it. Gun to head, if I had to pick it, I would say Jacksonville. Um, Luckily, there isn't a gun to my head, and I don't have to do anything about this game, and I don't think you should at home either. Uh, Next up is the Browns at the Bengals. This this is a rivalry game, and uh, do we know if A.J. Green is playing? I have not seen anything 100% yet, one way or another. Um, 
I don't know if it matters. God, this Bengals defense is so bad. Terrible. And I thought about taking them last week after I took the beating with the Saints. I said, listen, no Joe Flacco. It's about a four-point swing here. And, and they got the cover, but good God, they just are so inept on defense. I mean, they've given up the most yards in any other team in NFL history at this point in time. Like, that's disgusting. So, yeah, uh, this really tough. is the tough especially, one. Especially with Baker Mayfield here. Um, lane three, you're getting a little bit for a home field advantage. This game should be like Cincinnati minus one, one and a half. Um, I, I'm not rushing to back the Browns here. Ugh, God. It, yeah. No. Yeah. This is another one of those games where I just really, I, I don't even want to pick a side. If there was a gun to my head, I'd just be like, shoot me. <laughs> just, just go ahead and shoot me. I, I mean, you got to think, you got to think what Hugh Jackson's going to be able to provide for Cincinnati, I guess. If you can think, you know, hey, is the, ah, God, that's the tough. only positive I can bring to this this that, entire game is that Hugh Jackson is there and he knows this this program inside and out. With that being said, I will take I'll, I'll take the Bengals in this, but I don't bet it in real life. Um, I just don't. This is an ugly, ugly game. You're right. Um, this is this is like, hey, somebody bought you an expensive dinner. You have to give them a hand job. You don't even make eye contact. This is that oh, game. God. Yeah, this is that game to me. And it's just like, look away, look away from the dead people in the car as you're driving home. Um, I, I, I hate it. But uh, yeah, I'll say Bengals for the sake of the show. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we got the Patriots at the Jets. New England minus nine and a half. I do like this game. How about you? Um, so this is tough because the Jets at home against New England historically have played well. It's always been a bigger spread. It's always been a tighter game. So I want to look towards the Jets here. Um, Sam Darnold should be back. I haven't heard 100%. I haven't either, um, yeah. But God, Bill Belichick. Uh, I had it written down the other day. I think it's like 185, 131 in like 14 against the spread. Something like absolutely absurd he it's, is against the spread. It's, and so, it's crazy. And, and look, I ate it on that Tennessee game. I had, I had them covering against oh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh. And, and that's, it, listen, anytime I get a chance to bet against the Patriots, especially on the road, I'm looking to do so. Um, the Jets have just been so dysfunctional as of late. So it makes it hard. Um, you want to give me nine and a half with the Jets? Fine, I'll take the Jets. Uh, look, I'm oh. gonna, I'm going to take the Patriots in this one. Look, they had a bye week. They got housed by Tennessee the week before. I think uh, Belichick and Brady kicks their asses in the bye week, gets them going. I, I think I think New England by two touchdowns in this. I'm fine betting it, and, I, and I'm actually going to. Um, next up, we got the Giants at the Eagles. This one I ate shit on. That was that minus eight Eagles last weekend uh, with the Saints, and um, I thought the Eagles were, were were better than that. It looked like they had turned a corner to me, and then they just get absolutely worked. I mean, the brakes beaten off of them by the Saints. I mean, at least you didn't have to sweat the nine or eight and a half, right? I mean, no. you just knew that, it was over. That game was, was over. over. Yeah, about eight minutes in, that game was over. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, at least you did not. I Like, you guys to just change the channel. I mean, like I said, I bet it in the Super Contest. Thank God I did not bet it in real life. Um, but, yeah, I, I, soon, I was like, oh, cool. It's like 108 to 7. Um, I'm yep. just going to change this channel. Yeah, and, and, and Ingram is still playing in the fourth quarter, and you're up by 50. What the fuck? For fantasy was great, but uh, not not yeah, right. Not I mean, I have reason my fantasy team, and I, I beat Scott Van Pelt this week, so that was great. Um, 
that was the fun highlight of that Saints Eagles game. <laughs> are you in? A, are you in a good fantasy league? I'm in. I'm in about four. I'm in two Champions Leagues. Uh, before the year started, I told everybody I was on the Mahomes train, and I, I told everybody to to pick him. I am absolutely housing people with him and Tyreek Hill this year. That's awesome. I, I, I'm untouchable this year. Yeah, I, I've. So um, I'm in one fantasy league. Why? Because I don't give a shit about fantasy ever. I care about my bets. And the last thing I need is what happened to me a few years ago is Darren Sproles scoring a touchdown, which is great for my fantasy team, really bad for my bet. I yeah. don't like cheering against multiple outcomes in a game. Uh, last night, I did have the Rams in the over. That is very rare that I have anything correlated in games. It is too much to ask um, to, to hit multiple things. So it frustrates me. And, and also, I don't have the time to do all these different leagues and drafts and the bullshit that comes along with it. Sure. So I just do this big money league with a bunch of the guys I work with, Scott Van Pelt's in the league. I drafted, we did a really early draft this year, and it kind of pissed me off. Of course, I had number one pick. I went back and forth between uh, Gurley and Bell. My partner wanted Bell. I wanted Gurley. And he goes, flip a coin. We got Bell. Oh, boy. That was it, wasn't okay, it? So so week four, week four, I'm 0-4. I got a guy offering me a trade for Bell. Van Pelt, my boss, Johnny, and my buddy, Todd Furman, but vetoed my trade they said the trade wasn't fair they're like he's gonna be back in a couple of weeks and i have been motherfucking them for oh six seven weeks now like i'm furious so finally i get a good pickup i get some guys moved around and now i'm three and seven i lost seven straight i'm now three and seven now four and seven i beat van pelt i beat todd and i played johnny right before he gets to go into the playoffs so like that's all i care about right now is fantasy football and beating these guys asses who wronged me with Le'Veon Bell. Like, I am so mad at Le'Veon Bell. Like, I know you're not supposed to get mad at players. Like, everybody got really mad at Gurley for, you know, not covering the spread, not hitting the over because he, like, slid. Took a knee, yeah. Fine, fine, be mad. But I am really mad at Le'Veon. Like, really, you're that selfish? Like, I, it's so, it's bad. So I'm really uh, trying to focus on my fantasy team and so it felt good to beat van pelt last night and uh so apparently if a couple other guys lose i can somehow sneak into the playoffs at uh at six and seven six get, and get seven. out of here are you serious yeah, it- yeah i need um uh, i need gil alexander who's a, a god decent guy out here to lose i need clay travis to lose and i've got to beat gil one week and i've got to beat johnny detroit another week and if i can do that i think i can get in the play it's like a small chance i mean i might as well bet an eight teamer instead yeah exactly i've got a a really small chance to get in and oh my god would i love that does let let me ask you this does clay travis make the playoffs in that league uh and and do you like him as a person i love clay travis so much really it's actually funny people think he's an asshole he's just really smart so uh, i've hung out with him on quite a few occasions Great guy, loves to chug uh, Mai Tais. We actually, we had some of the PA kids from Fox Sports um, go out with us one night. And this kid's like, I can chug better than you, whatever, pick the drink. And Clay's like, I'll let Kelly pick. And we're at some restaurant. So I picked the most girly, nasty, sweet drink on the, the thing. And Clay chugs like three of them. And this kid is about to throw up. It was great. Um, that was the first <laughs> night we ever hung out. Uh, I've, I've seen him a couple different times uh, throughout the years when he's here in Vegas. I was there uh, for the K-State Vandy game. He's hilarious. He's a dick on Twitter because he can be. He's he is an asshole, so, yeah, on Twitter. Absolutely. He's so, he's so intellectual. The politics stuff makes me laugh, though, because people get so into it and so, like, 
tied into it emotions wise. So with that, and then you tie in sports betting, people just lose their minds on him. Like the two most emotional things you can talk about is sports and politics. And he just hammers people on both and they freak out and lose their minds. So it, it's hilarious, but I think he's a really great guy. And uh, he used to be a lawyer. A lot of people, I don't know if they know that. So that's where he gets this love for debate and argument in his mind. And I just sit back and watch the shit show. Gotcha. The fact that he drinks Mai Tais though is, is something I was really hoping you'd say like that. That was, that was my choice though. Like I was like, they have to chug beers out of like, you know, uh, a glass bottle, which is not easy to do. But I was like, uh, yeah, we'll take this $17 foo foo drink. We'll take, Eight of them, thanks. <laughs> All right, because if Clay Thomas drank my ties in real life, that would be the that would be the end of Clay Thomas or uh, Clay Travis on on Twitter. Like that would be That'd it. Be you know what I'm saying? I, uh, listen, I might actually still have a picture in my phone of him chugging this drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see it. Uh, who do you got in this uh, Giants Eagles game at, at Eagles minus six? Uh, I don't want to touch this game. I'm not laying the points with the Eagles. I, the Giants can. Can win a game. We've seen him do it uh, in garbage time. We saw him get the garbage time against what the Falcons, and we saw him get the garbage 49ers. time. 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, the Niners two weeks ago. Um, three and 17. God, that, ever since that boat ride, they have just been absolutely brutal. Um, but what did the Eagles have left in the tank? God, they're, God, they're defeated. Really defeated. But they're, they're, um, they, they shockingly still have a shot to get into the playoffs. Um, because they do. the NFC is, is that bad. So, I, I'm, I'm going to take the Eagles on this. I'm not going to bet real money on it, but but no, I mean, but anytime I can, I can bet against Eli Manning. I'm probably going to do so. Yeah, same, same. You just don't like his face, right? I have that uh, Eli meme. That's one of my favorites, where he has a doofusy face. Like I've just <laughs> never liked Eli. I'm a big Peyton Manning fan, but it's funny how much I don't like his brother. Like I, I still think of him as crybaby Eli, Eli that got drafted by the Chargers. Look, same amount of Super Bowls, nothing you can do. And Peyton's one of the greatest. Uh, what, yeah, a, but, what a weird yeah, but family. Defense does not get enough credit. No, for not. how how they helped him win those Super Bowls. I, look, I get it, but two Super Bowl wins apiece for for Gimpy Eli and uh, and Peyton. Amazing. Uh, the next up is the 49ers Buccaneers game. Yet another game that I, I absolutely hate. Uh, it's Tampa Bay minus three and a half, and I believe Winston's back at quarterback in this game. Yeah, the quarterback carousel has just got to stop at some point in time. I don't, I'm not sure. It ends at the end of this year. I think Winston's gone. Um, I think the coach is gone. I think Winston's gone. I think they blow that up and uh, and draft a quarterback in the in the first yeah, round. Yeah, and, and and Nick Mullins has shown some promise under center and for the Niners. And, and I, I liked them against the Giants. I didn't play it. I thought that they had a chance to still win that game. And then the back door was wide open. Um, Easy this joke a, there that I'm going to stay away from. Um, this, but uh, yeah, the, I agree. the back door is wide open. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say the Buccaneers for the sake of the show. Um, but this isn't a game that I bet in real life. You, I mean, if I'm getting three and a half with the Niners, I'll take the three and a half with the ugly team here uh, against the other ugly oh, team. Oh, look at you. That's nice. That's a nice thing that you just did. Uh, next up, we got Seahawks at the Panthers. Carolina minus three and a half. Man, I can't figure this Carolina team out. Can you? Yeah, they're shit on the road and they're great at home. I mean, they've been <laughs> absolutely great at home. Um, they're five and zero. Oh. Look, they're five and zero oh at home, and I get that. It's just you watch that game last week against Detroit, and you're like, I don't, I just don't understand this team. 
Um, I mean, you have you have Ron Rivera saying he doesn't trust his kicker. You I don't know. trust Graham Gano. Come on, it's, it's, that's just so stupid to me. So if you don't trust him, then I don't trust you as a head coach. Uh, I'll take the three and a half with Seattle. Seattle's been playing a lot better ball as of late. They've been making me some money uh, for about six weeks now, and you can tell this team's actually as a cohesive unit as a team. They're having a good time. Watch their Super Bowl or watch the Super Bowl. Watch their touchdown uh, celebrations. They're having a great time as a team. I think they got rid of a couple of guys that were maybe more cancerous in that program. And uh, they're, they're really enjoying life right now. And while I'm not saying the, I'm not saying Carolina is bad by any means, they're tough to play against at home. You want to give me over a field goal with Russell Wilson and an underrated defense. I'll take it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take this. The Seahawks as well in this. Um, they have been looking great as of late and they have 9 million good running backs now in that team, which is strange. Like I feel like at least three, <laughs> three or four pop up every single week where you're like, Oh man, there's, there's another running back that I've never heard of. That's I think, I think we're going to see the money coming on Carolina though, because the old school betters still love to bet against the West coast teams playing early East coast games where we've kind of seen that trend, not, really live up to the fruition that, that people have always talked about yeah yeah and look i it's it should be a little chillier in charlotte this weekend so i'm look i'm going seahawks with you on this one uh next up is is raiders at the ravens this is baltimore minus 10 and a half is lamar jackson still still in there or is flacco yeah, back it sure looks like it um god this is crazy this now, is a granted, crazy spread to me we, we thought oakland was tanking last week um, I do a show on Sundays right before the games kick off, like an hour and a half before, and I run down uh, with one of the bookmakers where the money's at and who they need. And when he told me the most lopsided game they had was the Cardinals-Oakland, I bet the Raiders. I did not watch the game. I had so much money on everything else, but I was like, I got to throw a couple shekels on the Raiders. And sure enough, maybe they're not tanking. Or maybe Arizona's just so bad that even if the Raiders try to tank, they couldn't lose. Um, so it's so interesting to see that dynamic. I get a Gruden wants that number one overall pick. I don't know who he thinks he's going to draft, but good luck to him. Um, Bosa, I, guess, I mean, he's going to take Nick Bosa, I guess, um, after losing Khalil Mack, but probably or, or a quarterback. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, oh God, it's I don't know. Anyway, but you have to think about this: this is two rookies playing each other. So if Lamar Jackson, if, if we know Flacco is going to be out, it's going to be Lamar Jackson and Josh Rosen. They're going to make mistakes. Lamar Jackson is is great. We saw him play good last week. We saw him play good in the preseason. But do you want to give me – oh, God, do you want to give me double digits with Derek Carr? Fine, I'll take it. I, I don't Same. want to. Yeah. Um, this yeah, this, I mean, this is the game you – We saw Josh Rosen get lit up last week. We're going to see Lamar Jackson get lit up this week. It just is what it is yeah. at this point in time. I, I just, I'm shocked at how high this line is. While Baltimore – got away with the win because Justin Tucker has a monster leg. I God, this is a lot. I just can't understand why people are rushing to lay 10 and a half with Baltimore here. They just can't be. They cannot I, I, can't, be. I can't either. And look, Lamar Jackson ran 400 times last game. It felt like, um, you know, the passes he was throwing were pretty short balls. What do you, he only threw for like 150 yards. I just don't see 10 and a half. That's just too many points. This is a game I throw 50 on and walk away, and I don't look at my phone until like 8 or 9 at night to check the score just because I don't fucking care enough. Um, but you have to put something on it because it's, it's 10 and a half. That, that's too many points for, for Lamar Jackson. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm taking the Raiders in this plus the points, but not a lot, just, you know, enough to have a good time. Maybe, you know, pick up a, a tab at Olive Garden or something. A tab at Olive Garden. Your Welks, your Welks for that. Uh, next up, we got the Cardinals at the Chargers. Big boy spread. This is, uh, the Chargers minus 12 and a half. Rosen's coming home back to LA. Look, it'll be his family in the stands and, and those will be the only fans because they sure as shit won't be Chargers fans in LA at this game. Um, I, I think, look, I think the Chargers are fine here at two, at two touchdowns. The Cardinals are goddamn awful, but uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not crazy about this game, you know? No, I'm definitely not crazy. I'm never really crazy laying double digits in the NFL. I'll be really honest with you. That's kind of a another thing that I, I don't rush to do. Same. Um, especially, you know, there's, there's plenty of games. The lines are always tight in the NFL. So I don't bet near as much as they do in college. But, you know, here is the De- the Denver Broncos upsetting the Chargers. Philip Rivers had the worst game he's had all year. Um, and I don't know how that's going to affect him. We've seen good Philip Rivers and bad Philip Rivers throughout the years. And if this is kind of one of those three-game stretches, starting with last week, where he's bad Philip Rivers, we could see Arizona's defense come up with a couple key plays and keep them within what is it? 12, 12 points. Good God. Yeah. Um, I, I get, I'm not betting Arizona. I'm not betting the chargers. I could see the chargers winning 23 to 10 and, uh, I have a losing ticket in my hand. So, um, this is not a game I'm going to be touching. No, uh, me neither. I'm, I'm not, I'm not touching this in real life for the sake of the show chargers by, by two touchdowns, but, uh, I don't touch this in real life. Uh, next up we got Steelers at the Broncos. This, by the way, since, since you're on the show, we, we do these way too early Super Bowl predictions. The Steelers were actually my way too early Super Bowl prediction back in uh, the, the first day of August. Um, they've, they've turned it around. They're 7-2-1. and one. Now that Bell is gone, your superstar that you drafted number one, uh, it seems to have only helped them in the positive just to get that fucking guy out of their mind and not have to answer any questions about it. The Broncos at home are tough. Um, this is minus three tough. for this, Pittsburgh. This yeah, year they're, they're not tough though. One, two, no. and one against the spread at home this year. Mile high. I hate Van Joseph. Side note: I'm a Broncos fan. Um, and in real I, life, there you go. Yeah, I wanted them to get shut out last week. I did. Uh, I have, I have, uh, the, I have Pittsburgh under ten and a half wins ticket that I now have to sweat. And the Broncos are probably not going to get seven wins. I have um, them over seven wins, and I might be lucky to get a push. But I will say this. I have not been high on the Steelers. You're right. They have had a ton of distraction. I've, I played Jags last week, not as a play on Blake Bortles, but as a play against the Steelers and how hyped up they've been as of recently. And this is kind of where you have to decide whether or not Vance Joseph is going to outcoach himself like he did in the Texans game. With this spread being three, that tells us a lot of things. It's going to be a really close game. And if I have to take Mike Tomlin or Vance Joseph, to not screw up, I mean, come on. I'm going to go with Mike Tomlin here. Uh, again, I don't I don't lay road chalk. I told you that earlier. So I'm not going to be on Pittsburgh, but I'm not taking the three with Denver. Um, either Denver wins this game, and I'm like, cool, I've got one more Pittsburgh loss for my season win total and one more Denver win for my season win total, and I'm happy. Or Pittsburgh just blows them off the field. Um, I love Von Miller, but... He can only do so much for that defense. Somebody else has got to step up and help him out. Um, This is just really an interesting line. It screams, bang the hell out of Pittsburgh. Lay every dollar you have on the minus three. So I'm definitely not doing that. But uh, 
not sure I can back the Broncos here. Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers. I think they win by seven in this game, but I think it's I think it's close. I, I think it's a close game, and uh, you know those two running backs uh, uh, for the Broncos. That Philip Lindsay kid, fantasy wise, has been a dream to watch, and uh, I don't mind the Royce Freeman kid um, if he can stay healthy back there. So I, I think this is a closer game, and uh, but I think the Steelers win uh, by seven. So I'm going to take the Steelers in this one. Uh, next up, we got the Dolphins at the Colts. Yikes. This is another game that I just I look, I understand both teams are five and five, and they they technically have a shot to make the playoffs. I just hate both of these teams. Congratulations though to Andrew Luck for coming back from everything that he's come back from. But this is minus eight for Indianapolis. Who you got in this one? So this is tough. Last week I was on the Colts. Um I laid Colts money line and didn't even have to watch the game because it was no sweat. The whole world was on the Titans bang that number down from two and a half to one. And I said, listen, these teams are both 500 teams. What are we overreacting for? Because the Titans beat the Patriots. Sure enough, easy winner. The only easy winner I really had last week. Um, but here's this. You, p- you picked that Colts now. game last week. What's that? You picked that Colts game last week. I did. Wow. I, I ended up on the Colts money line because it was one. And I was like, oh, I can lay the money line for minus 120. Why do I need to lay 115 minus one? Um, and so I, I bet it. And again, it was no sweat. Tannehill's supposed to be back for the Dolphins. I'm not saying it's 100%. It's got to be a better upgrade than Brock Osweiler, though. So, um, But this is kind of going back to what I said about last week versus the Titans. Both 500 teams, essentially, why are we overhyping once? Now this week, we're overhyping the Colts here for how well they beat the Titans. Again, this Colts seems just now over the hump. They do have a shot, um, like as you mentioned, um, a couple of the teams in the AFC South, not good. A couple of teams are good. Um, and so I think they have a good shot to win the AFC South. But to just blow Miami out of the water here, I don't, I don't know if I see it happening. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to bet Miami, but I, I'm, not, I'm definitely not laying the nine with the Colts. Yeah, I, I'm not either. I, I, look, I'm not betting this game in real life. For the sake of the show, I'm going to say the Colts. But um, I, I, I have no belief in either of these teams. And it, it, look, it wouldn't surprise me uh, if this came down to like a three-point game. Uh, ra- rather than than minus eight, uh, I took Tennessee last week and got housed by them. I did not see that happening after beating New England so badly. I thought that they were on a roll and maybe Mariota had it turned around. You know, granted he got hurt, uh, but I, I didn't expect what was it? I, at one point, I think it was like thirty-eight to three. I turned it off. I could I couldn't believe how bad that game was last week. Um, but I'm I'm not on the Colts train just because of that game. So I stay away from this. But but for the sake of the show, I'll take the Colts. Uh, next up, we got the Vikings at the Packers. This is the Sunday night game. I've been taking Minnesota all year round. This is Minnesota minus three and a half. What do you think? Listen, Coach Zimmer's been great against the spread up until this year. The series has been a little back and forth, but that's because there's so much hype now around this Vikings team where for years past, they've just been uh, kind of flying under the radar. Now they're this great team. Everybody was hyping them to win the Super Bowl, and uh, they've kind of fallen flat on their faces. We saw them play terrible football against the Bears. Yep. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, Kirk Cousins touching the football was literally giving me anxiety every time he went to throw it. Um, and here's this Packers team. I was on Seattle minus three. I took the push on Thursday night. They got a little extra rest here, but they have yet to win a game on the road. Um, I'm not sure they can do it, but I'm not laying three with Kirk Cousins. This might be a, maybe a Green Bay teaser type game, maybe a Minnesota Moneyline type game. Mike McCarthy's just trash. I don't know how, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, how I'm not in that front office every day saying, 
why is this guy my head coach? I mean, at some point in time, I think it was like fourth and one in the middle of the fourth quarter. And you have Aaron Rodgers, one of the most elite quarterbacks. Just go for it. And again, I was on Seattle and I was going, Mike McCarthy, what are you doing? Um, I was happy, obviously, with the result. I'll take the push all day. Again, they haven't they have not won on the game of the road this year, so it's really hard for me to consider them Kirk Cousins, four and twelve in primetime games now after losing to the Bears. He's terrible. He's absolutely terrible. So it, this is just a game I, I I like the Minnesota Vikings. I cheer for them quite often. Like I said, they made me a lot of money over the years, but this is not a game I want to touch. Yeah, look, I, I've been wrong on the Packers all year round. So I, I'm going to take Minnesota, and and I think they're going to win by a touchdown. I, I think they pull it. I think they pull it together for this game, and uh, they need that six six four and one mark to to continue on. I had them as a playoff team before the year started. I'm surprised at how bad the Packers continuously be uh, at four five and one, and I think the disappointment continues. I'm going to take the Vikings on this one. Uh, the last game of the, the week, there is no spread. This is the Titans at the Texans yet. Maybe you have one on this, but it's because of Mariota. Um, is right. he, I don't, is I don't he out? out yet. Yeah. Is, is he out still, or, or what's what's his deal? Uh, last I saw, he was questionable. Um, you know, it was, in, it was kind of disconcerting that he didn't finish playing the Indianapolis game, but maybe because they were getting blown out so bad, uh, they didn't have a reason to put him back in. Like, what, what are we going to do, try to score – 28 unanswered um and so this is interesting because i was against the texans last week everybody seemed to really like them laying three on the road i took the redskins because the redskins have been great it was kind of uh probably not the right play in hindsight um that being said i'm probably going to be fading the texans again uh this week tennessee's has been playing better overall again i think that was a really let down spot for them in indianapolis after that big um Pats win. And again, I'm not sold on this Houston team. This Texans team could have very well started off the season 0-7. Yep. Very, I mean, they started off 0-3 and all of a sudden O'Brien gets to keep his job. Like, I am not sold on him as a head coach. I don't like the guy at all. I just don't think he makes good coaching decisions. Um, If Blaine Gabbert plays for Tennessee, I think we're going to see this line sky high and I'll probably still be on them because there's going to be an overreaction. Um, to him playing versus Mariota. Yeah, I think if Gabbert plays, this is probably a 10 and a half, you know, maybe 12 line, uh, just simply because of, of how bad they looked against the Colts once Mariota was out last week. And I'm with you. I think they'll overreact and have a monster number on this. For me in this game, it's Deshaun Watson. I don't know what has happened to this guy. He looks like the next superstar quarterback of the league last year before the, the you know, the torn ACL. This year, he's looked awful. The, the defense what? has saved them in every single game. And you're right. This team easily could have started off 0-7. They're 7-3 and, and and running away with this. Um, I think they win this game, and it's fine. But if this is a double-digit game, I, I fade the Texans on this one. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head, though. What happened to Deshaun Watson? The same thing that happened to Dak Prescott. The same thing that happened to Colin Kaepernick. When these kids that are super athletic have talent but not quarterback minds defensive coordinators are able to hone in on what these guys are going to do if it's run left and throw right and those are your two moves when you get in trouble those linebackers know exactly what your next move is and you're going to get put on your ass and that's what's happening to sean watson we saw him have some greatness they've got tape on him now and once these defensive coordinators get you figured out you get 
pinpointed and you've got to be able to have better pocket presence. I think that that's what we start to see with some of these younger guys that were great college athletes, but they aren't Peyton Manning S. I mean, Big Ben gets made fun of all the time because he doesn't move and he's slow. And you watch Tom Brady rush and you it's laughable because they're so slow and boring. But they have great quarterback minds where they're able to step back in the pocket and take that extra second and make that great throw. And that's not something we're seeing from these younger quarterbacks. We just haven't seen a really great quarterback for a while come out of college. No, you're right. And uh, I, I think the game tape really, really helps. And all of these quarterbacks in college, here's, here's my biggest problem with college quarterbacks coming to the NFL. In college, most of them are run first quarterbacks, and it's great for the college system. It's horrible for the NFL. And then once you can't run anymore, once you take that huge hit, once you blow out an ACL, and then it's like, all right, great. It's, it's all depending upon your accuracy at that point, and you don't have it. If you're scared, too. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever had an injury, you're. I'm not gonna lie. When I blew out my knee, I, I don't ski as hard as I used to. I don't lift weights as hard as I used to. I don't. I'm not a professional athlete that's getting paid to do so. But to say that that's not in the back of their mind, they take one big hit again and their career is done. It is. It has to be. There's no way you're not completely fearless. Yeah, look, I'm I'm probably the only fearless person you'll ever meet. I've punched a mountain. Uh, I'm not afraid to to hit a swan. You know, either kick one or slap one with an open hand. Um, <laughs> Those I'm just, things are mean. Yeah, but I, whatever. I'm I'm fearless, and I'm probably the only human like alive that you'll meet like that. No bigs. I'm a better amazing man than a lot um but i'm not going to brag on that uh most college quarterbacks aren't coming into the nfl they get hurt they get figured out and then it look then it comes down to your smarts and then it goes back to peyton manning where is the next peyton manning out there is my question to you i don't know if he exists right now um no so we'll see either way Case Gardner two. Minshew, do we, do we want to call him Gardner Minshew? Oh boy, I'm not ready to anoint that guy as the quarterback of the future with that mustache. <laughs> no, he's got such a great mustache. I have and look, I have one right now. He has such a he has such a great quarterback name too. That's uh, honestly, what it really boils down to the best. N- nothing you want to marry into and take that last name, but he's got a great no. he's got a great uh, sexy mustache name. Um, by the way, look at my Instagram. I'm, I'm, I look like Steve Prefontaine. I lost a bet on Oregon. I believed way too much in Oregon early in the season. And uh, I bet my co-hosts that if they didn't cover the next weekend spread, I'd, I'd look like Steve Prefontaine the rest of the week. Just got oh, yeah, my, my hair dyed blonde, and I have the black mustache. That is real life, and you're welcome for it. Kelly Stewart, where can everybody find you? you you've been uh, an absolute joy today to have on the show. Well, I appreciate you having me on. You guys can find me on wagertalk.com. Uh, I do, I'm, I guess I have this fancy title. I'm director of media relations. I do all of their video content. Um, so as you mentioned, you found me on uh, one of their YouTube, uh, on their YouTube channel talking about Ohio State, Michigan. Yep. Um, so I do a ton of stuff there. And then every single day you can find me on CBS Sports HQ. It's uh, CBS Sports new sports betting channel. It is available online, cbssportshq.com. Um, we're hoping we get picked up next year and we're going to be on Big Boy TV. But as of right now, it's great. Um, the internet is, is always so much fun, especially watching me screw up on live TV. Yeah, and look, I, you're a boss-ass bitch, um, and I hope that doesn't offend you. I think we need <laughs> no, more women like you in in sports because to me, look, it's littered with like the Jessica Mendozas and that type of shit. But like, dude, you are really getting down to brass here on a show like this. And I don't feel like there's enough 
strong females doing shit like you're doing today. So, dude, it, it was an absolute pleasure having you on today. I really appreciate it. Boss ass bitch. I love that. I actually can't wait. I'm going to go do some uh, videos right now at 2.30. And I was dying laughing because they say that stuff. Those guys understand me because they're around me every day. But their favorite thing to do is in between takes. One of the guys, they said an over-under on how many F-bombs I'm going to drop in the two hours of taping in between because I have to behave myself for the five to seven minutes and then I get to say some, whatever I really want in between. And I think last week it was seven and a half and I was like at 11 in the first hour. And they're like, are you a fight? Are you feisty today? I'm like, today is not the day, okay? <laughs> Look, on this show, we go for Scorsese numbers as far as F-bombs. So you're good to go. Like 117 is probably our over-under per show. I, I, kept it, I kept it polite because I don't know you that well yet, but trust me, if if I did, it would have been fuck the Dolphins, fuck Deshaun Watts. I mean, yeah. See, this is this is that. See, that is me. I try to behave myself a little bit more um, with all the other media stuff I'm doing. I try to keep it a little bit classier, wear more higher neck shirts so my mother doesn't get mad at me. You know, sure. that whole kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm turning 35 this weekend, so I thought I'd, you know, at some point in time not be the college frat girl that I've always been. Um, it is pretty funny because when people meet me, they're like, you really are like one of the guys. I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I try, I try to be, um, a little more, what's a good word? Ladylike. It's, it's I'm not good at faking it. I'll good luck with, with that. Yeah. <laughs> don't bother. Don't bother. Be who you are. Um, cause it's, it's enjoyable. Um, this show was a blast and, uh, everybody at home, please go follow Kelly Stewart. Um, look much continued success and I hope you get picked up next season. Thank you so much, Ross. Thank you. Oh, shit. I, th- I think I'm in New Orleans today. Uh, Nolens, I believe they call it. Uh, look at this. We got a nice little spread out. We got tickets to all here today. We got Benny and Greg. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Doing great. Love New Orleans. Love being here. This is one of the greatest cities of all time, isn't it? I never have a problem coming to New Orleans. Great food, great times, never an issue. This is one of those cities when you get off the plane, it feels like Vegas, where there should be a drink or like a a shot girl just feeding you drinks. You feel like you just automatically get fucked up and walk the streets. (laughs) That's the way I feel. As soon as you get off the plane, it's already got that energy. As soon as you get off the plane, yeah. You're ready to go. You you feel like your shirt cling to you a little bit, and you're like, oh my God, where's that, that tequila? Where is that piss warm tequila coming from? I need it. You could take drinks everywhere you go, one bar from another. You don't have to, to no, worry about. You don't about. do anything. Yep, yep, you can you drink in the about. street. You can piss in the streets. You can do whatever. I'm Any, sure somebody got murdered out here tonight. Anything flies. Anything flies. We were walking here and we saw a van that actually was selling like little edibles out of out of the window of the van. Just a lady we? sitting in her front seat. Yeah, right, right on. Yeah, right, right, right outside. Oh, outside. And to do like a you, double take. Did you give her my number? Huh? Yeah, I did. She, are you holding? Are you holding right now? I would have stopped, but would have been late. Can I say it on the? Well, if you're holding, look. If you're holding, you're holding. That's fine. Just hit me up afterwards. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. I got you. <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen. For sure. Um, I've, I've always been fascinated by the ticket industry, um, by the people itself. We met in a fucking gas station in Dallas, Texas. In Arlington, right across the street from uh, Cowboy State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jerry World. Uh, yeah. It was the Ohio State TCU game. And then uh, Cowboys were playing the Giants. The Giants, next home opener, yep. yeah. Yeah, So Dan and I were doing the show, and we got to chatting with you. And I was like, hey, man, I'm from Los Angeles. We have this show. I've always been fascinated by this world because me in particular, to get financing for all these movies and all this shit, I've had to give tickets to people for about 20 years and I feel like across the board I've given tickets 
for the biggest events to people and just been like, hey, and I've always dealt with the people and they've always got crazy stories. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'd love to have you on the show and see what that world is like. When did you get into it? I've been doing this since 94. I'm uh, just damn. That's, I, you're an OG. I was, I was going to college. and uh, What college did you go to? I went to TJC, Tyler Junior College in, um, in Tyler, in Texas. In Tyler, Texas. In yeah. Tyler, Texas. What's, and, the, what's um, their mascot? Don't now you're asking me. I was I went there for half a semester. When you threw out when you threw out a TJC, you don't know their mascot. I went I went went there for half a semester and came back and uh, did community colleges around Dallas and and then found tickets on the side. Just something that I did after work. Yeah, was it to pay for college? Making twenty forty bucks at a time, which was beer money when you're eighteen years old. Sure. And uh, I just learned to start saving my money and investing it, and and now own my own company and and. And doing well for myself, I believe. So back in that day, though, that was the Ticketmaster stand in line. Absolutely. Wait outside the night before, like, yo, Prince is coming. <laughs> Camp out, like, at 9 a.m. Hiring people to stay in line. That's and, what it was, and, right? And me sleep, uh, sleeping outside to, just to get tickets. And all I was doing was flipping them to other brokers. Sure. At the time and just taking that money and... You know, screwing it off or that was a better time, wasn't it? I uh, I had some good times. Before my time, (laughs) yeah, it's before your time, Greg. You just turned eighteen about an hour ago, (laughs) which is the drinking age here in New Orleans. Exactly, Um, he's good to go. Yeah, you're fine tonight. Oh, we're good. And I got single too. I got the edibles too, and single. Oh boy, how hard is Greg going to go tonight? Um. Uh, you know, he, this two is, girls, this, three this, girls. This is a uh, this is our party weekend. He can do whatever he wants. He we got, do a, we he got wants. a suite, so uh, <laughs> he can you have, have fun. a suite at the the uh, Saints game, Saints Rams game. No, we're sitting in the club right behind you. Oh, guys. right on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right on. Right with you guys. Yeah, Greg, sure. I want to hear a standing up reverse sixty nine. Some story tonight <laughs> that was like a New Orleans story. It was like, holy shit! I woke up wearing a clown suit and there's blood all over me. I'm not even sure if it's my blood. I'm sure I can come up with something good for you. Here's the thing. I never let people down. So, unfortunately, good or bad, it might get a little crazy, but it's New Orleans. Like you said, I've been itching since we, since we got off the plane. So. You better not let I, me I don't want, down. I don't want to disappoint. Tonight. I don't want to disappoint. Tonight. So, back in 94, did you ever say to yourself when you're getting tickets, like, dude, I'm going to be up against the robots one day? Oh, man, no idea. No I mean, idea, right? Seriously. No, I, mean, I didn't even have a cell phone back then. You know, I'm still trying to figure out how I communicated to other people. So... Yeah, man, how things have changed. But luckily, I was able to adapt, and I saw saw where the future was going, and eventually got off the street and got a got a computer program that um, our point of sale system that allows us to sell tickets online. And and uh, you know when I met you, I met you at a gas station, right? Which is modern times, but there still is a, a yeah. group of people that walk up that need tickets last minute. Absolutely. And and the amount of customers that I do get from that gas station, I am the closest spot for Cowboy Stadium, and we know yep. how you know Cowboys is a big draw. Uh, and, and I met you there, for example, and it's just, um, you know, I get a ton of clients after the, after the game, yep. and people call us and buy a lot of tickets. It's not really necessarily what I make that day. It's the business that I get afterwards. Exactly. And, and like, I, look, I know that world so well. That's why I stopped by and chatted because I was like, man, I guarantee you these guys have the hookups for all kinds of shit later on. Because, again, in L.A., that's all we used to do was flip tickets. A little harder in L.A. because Lakers were always good. Like Kobe, it was the Kobe Shaq era for me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Kobe played 90 years, but like anybody always wanted to see Kobe. So if you got Lakers tickets, cool. I could not give Kings tickets away. Right. I mean, to save my life, because they didn't start winning until the last couple years. Even the Clippers are difficult to get rid of as Clippers well. Clippers were yeah. terrible. Yeah. 
terrible. And I mean, shit, I dated a Clipper girl for a year. So I had the best seats on the planet because I would sit with the families. But it was weird because I got to know the families and all that other shit, and, which I'm sure you do too yeah. uh, in this world. And, uh, uh, but the Clippers games, like, dude, it, was, it felt like it was just us and the family. I mean, there was nobody there <laughs> no, no. at all. Yeah. It's, um, it, it is, it's, um, it's a lot about connections and who you know these days. And, yeah. and um, you know, you sit in the friends and family sections and, and you, do, you get to know the players' wives and all that. And, and their just, girlfriends and their babies. Yeah, and and they got a lot of kids. Other things you can't talk about. athlete has got a lot of kids. <laughs> a lot of guys. I remember uh, Earl Boykins. Do you remember him? The point guard for the, the Clippers, the little guy. He was like 5'3". Yep. yep. Like the smallest guy in the NBA. He dude had like seven kids. So, like, all of his different, like, the, the Six moms. different women. And I, yeah, 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 and they were all there in the family section. Easy back in the day. Yeah. That, exactly. That's what it was. Um, so, I mean, lo- looking at it now, you know, again, all the way from 94 to here, I, I think my biggest question is this. When, when tickets go out through, like, a Ticketmaster or, or a normal, you know, broker, I think fans online think they have a shot to get, like, Bruce Springsteen on Broadway tickets. My theory is this, that 40% of that, at least, is taken by the Ticketmaster, the Ticketmaster now. Like, you can't, as a, as a real fan, you can't get those tickets, right? You can get them if you're, if you're good enough on the computer. I mean, it, it's, that's how we get tickets as well. When we want tickets for an event that goes on sale, we're on the computer doing it just like anybody else would. We don't have a computer bot, which are frowned upon. We do not do that. It's just all people, about... Other people do it, right? Uh, there's there's other brokers around the country and Ticketmaster's trying to do do what they can to stop yeah. that, but you know, you can only try. Yeah, uh, you just got to be good. It, it, if a concert goes on sale at ten o'clock, you better be on there at ten o'clock and start hitting this button and and, and start trying to buy. Man, because yeah. I, I look, I've been on there at ten o'clock to try to get big shit for either myself or other people. Um, I mean, look, we've all got that story of wanting to take a girlfriend to see Lady Gaga, get her front row tickets, and you're like, oh, man, I'm going to wake up an hour early and, and really get up the keyboard. And back in, boom, 10.01, you pop in your shit, and you're in row 90 you know, and 533 in the top of Staples Center. You're just like, God damn it, man. It's more to it than that. You can't just give up. Sometimes 30 minutes later into the on sale or whatever, there's something that is potentially released. Um, Ticketmaster does scalp their own tickets, and we're just—I'm just using Ticketmaster as an example. They do, right? There's I so, think there's so many is other the devil. There's so many other <laughs> primary markets out there uh, besides Ticketmaster, but they all do it. Even even the, the the sports teams and the concert venues are scalping their own venues, which are really weeding us out. Really, uh, it's it's it, that's where the times are going. But you just got to because adapt. of the aftermarket of how much money they're making. They have all this data that for years and years and years, and they're seeing. Why we? Why do we need to sell something for fifty dollars when, for ten years straight, it sells for seventy-five to hundred? You know, yeah. they, they add all that. Essentially, up over time, they've watched brokers like us in the secondary market, how we've priced things like that, and that nature. We read the market very well, better than the primaries do. Sure. And what happens is that they kind of over time have watched that, taken that data, mm-hmm. and then now they basically try to create their their own second market. Is that well? So Ticketmaster has a um, a secondary market called Tickets program. Now. Ticket now. Tickets yeah. now, and yep. that's where they've been getting all this data from. Man. And so on and so on. And there's other there's brokers that bags. there's brokers that use Tickets Now as their point of sale. And it, it, they're really not being a dirtbag on as much as I really dislike Ticketmaster. There's nothing shady on that because everybody has a point of sale system where they sell their tickets off of. Right. I, I enter my seats. I sell it off of Vivid. All Tickets Now is doing is doing what StubHub, Vivids, and all these other yeah. companies are doing. Creating their own. Yeah, they are their our own that we sell as well. Let me let me ask you why Vivid? Why is that the go-to over a StubHub or something else? 
it's it's all about there is no difference when it comes to quality of what you're getting. Uh-huh. They every no matter where you buy online, everybody has a 200% money back guarantee. Your seats are guaranteed. If something does happen, they're going to replace them. So it really doesn't matter where you buy. The deals are going to be the same where you buy also. People may see a ticket cheaper on Vivid cuz Vivid does something where they do price down. I'll list it for 100. Sure. They list it for 90, but yet they're going to charge you 30% fee. Yeah. I list it for hundred. StubHub listed right, yeah. StubHub listed for hundred, but they only charge you a twenty percent fee. So, yeah. but at the end of the day, you're paying about the same price. Gotcha. People do all this shopping around; it's all the same. Yeah, I, I or call us directly, no service fees yeah. <laughs> at, at, at any point. Which is that? That's what we are. We're a concierge. Sure. But say if we own the seats, you're going to get a hell of a deal. If we don't own it, we're going to go out and get it for you, and we're going to pull the all these secondary markets away because I buy them from a wholesale site. Okay. And if it costs 100 I'm going to charge you 110 where you're going to pay, say, 120 on StubHub's Vivids and everything in between. Okay. That's just a little example of kind of how we operate. And do you guys work a lot with, with the athletes and their families, like, directly? Yeah. We have athletes that buy tickets from us. I mean, we have a lot of high-end clients and, and stuff that that use us um, as their concierge. For, if you really? Will. Yep. I'm sure you can't out names, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think it would surprise the audience that NFL players, NBA players have to go out and buy tickets for their own games. What are they allotted per yeah. game? Well, well, you want me to get this? Uh, yeah. the, 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 let's, let's use football, for example, since we're, we're here on a football trip. Yeah. They, the players get tickets. They got to turn in their tickets, uh, I believe, on Tuesday, and they, they, they bomb from the team. The, the okay. team holds back tickets for players for friends and family. That's how they get tickets. But every once in a while, uh, in a, a game might blow up in a sense – that there are no tickets, and a player will have to go out and get some seats, especially if you're the uh, the traveling team. So if the Rams are here, say, yeah, yeah, if the Rams are here, they're out of tickets. They, okay. they if they need some, I, and I'm just kind of speculating this. They need tickets. They're going to have to go bomb themselves. Sure, find find a way yeah. to get them. In. Yeah, because uh, I had a Ryan Jensen who plays for the Tampa Bay Bucks on the show, and I said, "Hey, man, you're coming in to the Falcons game or whatever," and he goes, "Oh, I'll get you tickets," and I was like, "But are they good?" And he goes, actually, no, they're shitty. And yeah, I was it, like, it depends. You, the best you're ever going to get is going to be a lower corner, but a lot of times we're upper corner, upper end zone. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah that's, it's where, like, that's where he it's, said his yeah. were. Across yeah. the board, every every city. A lot of people think every, because they're the player, they're automatically going to get you know the best seats. They're going to get like the you know the, the 30, thought, 40, yeah. 50 yard line seats. They're given kind of there's holds on the seats, and they're given those seats like he, Benny was saying is that most of the time they're not as nearly as good as that their families or friends would ever even really want to sit in to begin with. And then yeah, on top of that, I, I turned the tickets down. And I on top like, of that, they're still watch. making them pay for it. It's not like because yeah. they're a player, they're getting them. They still have to pay that value for it. So it's it's yeah. not like this. They're just giving the best of the best. So they'll reach out to us. And like you said, with our relationships we have, especially with Benny, the connections he made, it's just they'll call us and trust us and say, hey, what can you get me because I'm not able to get it myself. Sure. And that's when we kind of come into play. And, and help see, that's out. a misconception that, like, people who know, let's say somebody knows a football player, they think the player gets it for free. When they don't, they have to pay for them themselves. Yeah, I, I, th- and, I thought uh, that too. I thought the same it, thing. Yeah, it's, it, it kind of sucks because – you know, when when a player gives them a ticket, they don't realize that they really just came out three hundred fifty bucks for them, and and, right. and the and the fan or friend or whatever takes that for granted. Same way with us. If I have a friend that wants to go to a to a, a concert or whatever it is, hey hey Benny, usually the first thing is, what can you hook me up with? Those are those are like that's a sentence I, I dread. I was like, I got to pay for this. Would you like me to just give you two hundred dollars? There's a cost. Yeah, exactly. There's a cost yeah, to everything. To everything. Yeah. 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 It's never free. Free is never no. free. No, free is never free. The, the perception's there, yeah. but I promise you it's not the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's with everything yeah. in life. 
What's the what's the most difficult events to get tickets for in the world? Is it probably the Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Um, I do travel the world, and I um, I get to see all these great. Like world I just Cup? got back from you go the to World, world Cup. Cup at all? Yeah, I went to the World Cup. The World Cup Finals is is big, and the World Cup works just like the Super Bowl. It, it all to matter. It all matters the teams that are in it. Gotcha. You have the higher profile teams in it, the harder the ticket's going to be. Sure. You know, you got a small market team, then it's going the price is going to be a little bit cheaper. You know, so. You know, the way I look at it, I always want a Cowboys-Pittsburgh or, or a, a New England, a, a Green Bay, those kind of teams that have a well-traveled fan yeah. base. Big markets, we good make, traveling fan yeah. base. We make a little bit more money, and that's what makes a, a ticket difficult to get at times. Well, speaking of that, you know, we're on a collision course as of now, halfway through the season. And if you listen to the show, you know I love to make way too early predictions on shit. Rams-Chiefs. On paper, that does not seem like a sexy it's matchup. Terrible. <laughs> for tickets, yeah. as much as I love and the Rams, ratings. and I have friends that play for the Rams, and I, I do not want the Rams in it in any kind of way. I mean, it's because <laughs> they, they their fan base sucks in LA. There's a reason why LA has lost NFL teams time and time again. Now they have two, and this team's only been there two years. St. Louis obviously didn't have enough fans that could support them in St. Louis. No, I mean it's just. I, li- I like watching them on TV. You know, yeah, 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 but, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to make a lot of money off of them because it's those are the two funnest teams to watch, in my opinion. Offense, the it's, offenses are high octane. No, like, it's fucking yeah, great. High offense, they're prolific to watch. I think the, you know you have the young quarterback in Mahomes and things like that. But as fun as it is to watch on TV and the highlights and all the hype on the radio shows and this and that, it doesn't mean it's going to translate to a good selling Super Bowl ticket. Right, right. Which is on, you'd think the opposite. But it, there's other factors involved that, you know, someone that maybe isn't in the business of Benny and Iron would understand that. Is the, but, is the, let me ask you this. Is the city a factor as well, like, of, of whether people want to party there or not? Because I heard Warren Sapp talk about this a, a few years back where he was just like, man, when a, when a Super Bowl is in Jacksonville, nobody wants to go to fucking Jacksonville and rage. <laughs> and I was like, that makes sense. You're, you're exactly right. Um, like when I was in Minnesota, other than the fact of the Vikings make it to the Super Bowl in their own yeah. city, which has never happened in the NFL – um, we were not happy with it being in Minnesota. It's like, oh hey, God. let's go play Freezing golf cold. at negative two. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, people go on vacation for this kind of stuff. And uh, uh, when the, when the Super Bowl say is on the East Coast, usually what we want is two East Coast teams on it. So think about if it's on the the well, West. It's in, it's in Atlanta this year. It's Atlanta, Atlanta Central, so we're expecting it to be a pretty good Super Bowl no matter what because right. Atlanta's a it's the busiest airport in America for a reason. But if it's the East Coast, and let's say you have a California team and Seattle in it. You got a five and a half hour plane flight. You're not going to get as many people travel. That gotcha. affects our market as well. There's yeah. tons of stuff that we put in perspective that that will affect the market on how we price. So, what do you think Super Bowl tickets will go for this year on average? Again, it, I mean, it's it's such a guess right now because we don't yeah, know who's going to be it's in. It's a question it. we get answered time and time again. Just because, like, well, you've done it for this year, this year, and Benny much longer than I have. Yeah, you should like have an idea, right? There's just so many variables. It, the city, I mean, obviously we know it's in Atlanta, but then the teams too. How far is each team going to travel? And then again, like we said, a Mahomes sounds a great story, right? Right now, they say he's the front runner for the MVP. Still doesn't translate to a good ticket. There's just so many variables. We can give you what within maybe a thousand dollars north or south, but. It's I mean, very there, tough there's to been predict. there's been Super Bowls where I got stuck with tickets. I didn't even sell none. You know, oh, uh, uh, let's see, let's see, Saints and Indy in in uh, Florida. Okay. Indy had a snowstorm. Couldn't half the fans couldn't get out, so you only had a small market. Saints support it. I got stuck with tickets. On and that. then you got the unpredictable Man. stuff, like when the Super Bowl was in Dallas, right? Yeah. New stadium should have been big. Is it Green Bay, right? 
Isn't it? Green Bay. Yeah. And then they got a nice storm. Right? Oh, in, that's in, right. In, I remember in, that nice storm. In yeah, Dallas, yeah, yeah, Texas. Yeah. Should have been Still ended up being a great Super Bowl, though. That was a lot of the temporary seats they had to take down. I can't remember the exact reason. So it created a demand. Yeah, Jerry tried to cram good. more people in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard. I heard. <laughs> people say Jerry. That's really the NFL. But yeah, it's uh, the yeah. NFL rents the stadium, and people tend to blame whoever owns the stadiums at fault when it's not. It's it's the NFL. Because I went, I went to the Super Bowl uh, Atlanta New England uh, two years back. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, well, and yeah, Houston. for you, your buddy's raising his hands over there. I'm a diehard <laughs> Falcons fan. It was one of the worst goddamn days of my life, and still continues to be. Yeah, still continues to be. Um, but uh, my buddy got dope-ass tickets for free. I, I had to get some for a producer, uh, that, a friend of mine that I was trying to impress. And a, a buddy of mine who used to do tickets back in the day was just like, hey, wait up until game time. And I saw the tickets drop from about 5K to I think I got his for maybe 2500 or something. Um, if you're an, an, an average fan trying to get in, just to, as a bucket list item, is that your best shot at doing that? Is waiting as, as close as you can until yeah, game time? Yes and no. Um, again, it depends on the, the two. I'm gonna, I can't stress that enough. Um, 70% of the time, 75% of the time, a market may go down. Uh, but if you don't, it's a gamble, however you do it. But that market could go way up, like way past your budget. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So if it's in your budget at the time of buying it, drastically, I would do it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because I take this LSU Alabama game that's going on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We got those tickets weeks ago. Now they're going for like fifteen hundred piece. Where it's just like, she's LSU Christ. lost. The market yep. just went down. Yep. Now all of a sudden LSU's back in the uh, the they're number three now. Yeah. yeah. So three. now the market's ahead of my Irish. I know. It's supply and demand. It's like it's the stock market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's our job to read that every day to buy these trends. And so are you are you guys watching the games then every night across the board, rooting for certain teams to do oh better than God. others? Especially yeah. in the Super Bowl. It's I mean we are we, we actually hedge. I don't I don't look at it as not gambling in any kind of way when I am I'm is for my future. If if such and such team is in it and I make more money, yeah. I'm going to hedge and bet. On, on a way, like if I, I feel that I'm going to make X Y Z amount of money, sure. If, let, if New say, England makes, if it. New England's in, yeah. And but if New England loses, I'm going to lose X Y Z. Yeah. So I'm hedging that middle right there to guarantee me that I'm making something. Um, Man, it's, it's, yeah. it's a crazy business, but yeah, yeah that it's is something like done regularly. I mean, I was just at the World Series. I hedged on. Um, I needed to go back to Boston for Game Six. Yeah. Um, we, I followed so the home, thi- whole we thing. We had tickets for Game Six. It didn't go Game yeah. Six. So, we didn't get to go to the so game. So that was me. I knew that I would do well on Game Six, so I hedged. I took, um, I took uh, uh, Boston. And see, Boston was actually getting points, so it was actually even great. Yeah. It was Boston plus 130, so that was a win-win. Yeah. And, uh, I, I'm going to be all right on that one. It yeah. worked out. I, I wish it would have went Six. I would have did better, but we did yeah, okay. Same. Six, six would have been beautiful. Would've same been for nice. me. I wanted to go to Fenway just to see uh, World Series happen. Yeah. Um, what's the craziest... Request you've ever gotten from a from an athlete or celebrity? The craziest request. Um, oh man, we're gonna have to come back to that one. I got to think about that. Just, uh, I don't think anything really crazy at all. Like eighteen it's, together. Give me. I need eighteen it, yeah, together. It's down not, low. It's not so much. I'll give you hundred grand. I don't think I'll it's give you the two hundred grand. It was actually you it's know the, the celebrities. Sure. Actually, the celebrities uh, or the the football players or whatever. They're the ones that don't really spend the big money. It's the corporate. And uh, it, and actually, so I would say if you wanted something like that, I would say the World Series. Uh, the last game, game five, I had a client uh, from Texas, and he, he wanted a suite. I couldn't get him a suite. So I, he bought, I believe, 16 tickets in between behind home plate 
and it was a it was a chore getting 16 seats as together. close together. Wow. You know, and he spent on average five to six thousand each per ticket. You know, Shit. And, uh, it's uh, th- those are those are the kind of things I, I consider crazy. And he's yeah, buying yeah, them for yeah. his friends. You know, he's giving these away. He didn't give a fuck. He just wanted them close. He needed a security guy behind him, and that that's what makes it difficult. He's sitting in row. I believe he was in row four or row three, and I had to find two seats behind him for his security guy there where he can watch him. So when you get into specifics, those are where we really come come in handy. Sure. You know, he had a crazy thing. He had to find a parking pass one time uh, uh, for a client in L.A., you yeah, know, a high-end yeah. producer actually, yeah. in L.A. Yeah, good luck trying to, trying to find a parking well, pass he made anywhere it happen, in L.A. Though. Here's the thing, though. So when you get your certain clients, it's like you got to do what you got to do. You got to make it happen. And whether it's speak to a venue, speak to a person who knows a person who knows a person to make it happen. Sure. Yeah, but I had a guy that valet wasn't good enough, uh, a drop-off. like right, he needed Celebrity to, or an athlete? Uh, producer. Oh, so, producer. Yeah. I'll, yeah I'll, Shit, pro- I can guess who yeah. it is probably. <laughs> producer, but he had to... He had a driver, but he had to be dropped off out front, like literally out front the main steps. Yeah. And he wanted his driver to stay there the whole show. Didn't, and I was like, I can get you dropped off. I can get you access to get dropped off. But that's going to be tough. But I can get him. Your driver can stay in a spot like 100 feet away, and then he can come back around and get you. He goes, I don't want to have to text him. I, I want him there. So, I mean, it took some loops, but we... Somehow, some way, you get it done. That 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 was simple as it sounds. That was difficult, but that was like a high pressure one because this is a big client. So, like, you want to come through. You 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 can't. You don't come through. It's like, oh man, is he gonna trust me the next call? Am I gonna get that next call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's stressful. But when you come through, then it's like, all right, we're good, we're good. Well, L.A. though, you'll see it all, and especially from celebrities. I mean, fuck. There was one event I was working uh, before I, you know, started starting movies and all that shit. And it was, uh, I think, Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie. Like, they were together. And uh, they were the fucking day. in the back of a limo, and they wanted some food. And I had to bring it in, put it over, over the, the sunroof into the thing. And, like, you saw the, the vial of blood and all that shit. And you're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. <laughs> but that's, I mean, those stories continue to happen in L.A. California is a bunch of weird people. I, I, yeah. love, I love going there, but you never know what you're going to see walking down the street. I, my wife is actually from California, and so is mine. She, it, it bothers her that I say that it's, they're the weirdest people on the planet. I, I truly believe that. Not planet. I say America. My, and, my, uh, it doesn't bother my wife at all. She's good with it. I don't know. Maybe she just gets. A, she's she, good with it. She gets offended easily, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you just don't know what you're going to see. I love it. I think it's great, though. And yeah. I, I don't mean weird in a bad way. It's just odd people, man. It's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dancing naked in the middle of the road for no reason. It, you don't see that in Texas, you know. So, what's the yeah. what's the sport that does the worst ticket wise? That does the worst ticket wise? Yeah, I NHL. Mean, here's the thing: WNBA. <laughs> well, I, I'm kidding. You can always get those tickets. I don't know if I sold the ticket for the WNBA unless someone Could you Na- NASCAR. NASCAR is probably the. It's such on a decline of. I don't even invest in it. I don't even. You know, NASCAR is in Texas man, this weekend, and I forgot it was even there. It's funny, man. That's how bad. That. Yeah. So, like, everybody's saying that, especially since Junior retired. That they're like, it made dude, it even worse, but it, it was yeah, going bad. They said it was. Then. It's, how do you? How do you? How does that sport recover? And how do you get people back to the track? You know, I don't know. That's that is far beyond my marketing skills. It's, uh, <laughs> but you find a way to put one hundred fifty thousand people in one stadium. You know, uh, twice yeah. twice a year, it, you're doing something right. Good luck. What yeah. about the Daytona five hundred? Those tickets still hot? It it again. It's something I don't even look at no more. I, but it's it's the Super Bowl of a NASCAR. So yeah. it's always gonna. Ha- yeah. There's always gonna be a demand. Whether I want to go just to go. I've never yeah, been. And, and, and that's fun. the thing. Whether an event's good or bad, there's always demand for something. Yeah. Everything has a value. Yeah. Uh, people are gonna want to sit good seats, even if a concert doesn't sell out. We specialize in 
the 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 seats that we feel that people are going to want front row second sure. row or or the best value seats that's kind of when i look at a market and i want to buy something those are the things that we invest in gotcha the hardest tickets i ever got uh, was my dad's 65th birthday um last year so I, I took him to the masters getting the masters tickets was the hardest that shit on the planet and i just signed a waiver so yeah, so when, you can bring back the the uh, the badge. Yeah, and yeah. If, if, if yeah. it was it was I think it was eighty thousand dollars. If I didn't bring back the badges, then I was I was fined eighty thousand dollars. I would love to know where you got that, where you got your ticket that See, made you, you sign that contract. Oh yeah, I mean, but you here's the thing: when I walked <laughs> Very normal. in, yeah, when I walked in, I had to sign the contracts in front of them before they'd even hand me the badges, and I was I, look. I don't want to say I was deathly afraid about losing the goddamn badge. What, what if something happens? Is yeah. that, it's 80 grand it, around it, your but neck. They're, they're not going to charge you because it is replaceable. But you say it's difficult, which it was for you at the time. Until it you was, know, yeah. Until you know a guy like us. Yeah. Exactly. I go to the Masters every year. It's, it, the, the first thing I'm going to tell you to do with the Masters is wait. Yeah. You see the market right now. Let's, let's just use a round number. It's a $3,000 for a badge. I'll get it for you for $2,000. I'm going to lock you in at $2,000. Right, right now, you're going to pay me. And I'm going to deliver it the Thursday that you want to go in, and you're good to go. Sure. It's that simple with me. Uh, and, that, and that's your company. If what? the market goes up, it's on me. And, and tell, I'm, tell, I'm tell me your website again. Yeah, it's tickets2allonline.com. And it's two, like the number two, right? Tickets, number two. Plural, like two legit yeah, tickets to yeah. number two allonline.com. Cool. A little long. I'm sorry about that, but we're working on it. That's nah, fine. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Is there any events that still get you excited? Like, I, obviously, look, at LSU Alabama is why we're here in New Orleans. Uh, we're at Deuce McAllister's bar, uh, Old Saint Bar. And then, look, the Rams Saints game, I, that's one of the best on the schedule of the year. Do you still? Do you guys still get excited going to games? Oh, absolutely. And Love it, football. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 the excitement's always there. Like I said, for us to be based out of Dallas, Texas, and to be able to get on a plane and fly down to here because it's a big enough weekend. Sure, it's also you know a fun trip for us for the guys to hang out a little break from a busy past couple months. But we're still also here working. Like we're up in the hotel working, but it's exciting for us because just like you said, you get off the plane, you got that itch, you know, because you know the party here. Yeah, yeah. But it, you also have these two huge games, and in our world, that's fun for us. That's like a buzz for us too. So it's a combination of things. So it for me, I want to speak for Benny. It's always exciting to be around it and. To be a part of it, in a sense, is yeah. what makes it fun. Yeah, no, I, I, look, I'm amped for all of it. What's one event, if you could bring it back just for a night to go to, what would you, who would you bring back? Concert or pretty much anything? Well, let's go, we'll start with sports. Like, is there a sporting event growing up where you're like, man, I would have killed to have been at that thing? Uh, man, you know, I'm, I'm a football guy. I grew up playing football. I, I just, uh, let's just... I'd, I'll take a Super Bowl. You'll take a yeah. Super, Super Bowl? Bowl? Another Dallas, another Super Bowl in Dallas would be uh, Ali would Frazier. Be my thing. Uh, if I could have gone to Ali Frazier or like That's about, yeah. an early Tyson fight. I would, I was, for me, I would love to be NBA Finals with Michael Jordan. If I could go oh, back, man, go back in time one. to see Jordan live, NBA Finals, I'd, all day. Hell yeah. That game six winning shot to say I could oh, be there. Oh, in Utah. Yeah. Yep. Dude, yep. that, that would have been amazing. Yep. Amazing. What about concert-wise? Who you got? So many good concerts. Um, you know, the cra- craziest thing, I took my, uh, my daughter. <laughs> my daughter. <laughs> you got a guy too. coming in just eating fries. <laughs> just yeah. eating fries. Yeah, I took my daughter to a concert one time and uh, um, thought it was just going to be the worst thing ever. And I didn't want to go. I guess maybe because I had low expectations. But, you know, like Pink, for example. Just Pink. A, just a fucking great show. You know, she's yeah. on a hell of a show. And then... Uh, uh, and one I'll put above that, Molly Cyrus. 
you know, things that you don't expect. For your kid. I'm learning this all for the first time, too, man. (laughs) I do. I have three kids. And uh, Molly Cyrus was, I'm telling you, she put on a hell of a show. Great entertainer. Um, But I've seen everything you can imagine, you know, sports, uh, concerts. I'm sure Lady Gaga is coming to Vegas and all that stuff. Jay-Z. I've front row for all that stuff. But it's, it's the it's the unexpected stuff that, that really kind of gets me going. Like Again, Molly Cyrus, great show. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not ashamed to admit it. It was fun. No, I did. Yeah, party in the USA. <laughs> Man, she had little doobie joints. You know, people, little midgets dressed up in... in, in, in Little, they were. A, it was a joint. Who with a doesn't little, love with the, a midget with dressed a, with up a little as a head joint. that was on fire? And I think yeah, they were selling you know. those outside. To be honest with you, I think I could, you buy them in New Orleans. I might fuck one tonight. <laughs> just a little midget dressed up as a joint, just it to was, do it. Uh, <laughs> like I think my wife would be cool with that, but it was a dude. She was like, "All right, cool. Don't fuck a girl, but fuck a little dude midget dressed up as a joint. Like that would be fine." Um, what about you, me? We've been, like I said, we've been lucky to see a lot of cool shows, sit in good seats. But for me, and I've said this before, that Benny actually. Is I would love to see REM. I'm, they just really REM. That's a good one. I know yeah. it's kind of random. It's kind of yeah. out there. But I would I would love to go back in time and be able to see REM. All like, right, Michael Jackson would be mine. Um, probably the one show if I could go back in time because yeah. when when he uh, unfortunately when he passed, I knew I was gonna have a front row ticket. I was gonna buy it. I don't care what it was worth. I don't care if somebody offered me five grand each or whatever. I'll sit in front row, Michael Jackson, and then I second that REM. That's dope. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Mine, look, Prince was one of my favorite shows I've ever been to of all time. Seen him a few times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, if I could go back and see Prince again, that would be rad. And I still love the Rolling Stones. Okay. That is my end-all, okay. be-all favorite bands. Um, I will go, I will travel to see them anywhere I can because I know the next show is probably going to be their last. It might be their last, I fe- yeah. what I feel Whatever like. their next show is, it could be their last. Yeah, I, I went, my, it was my wife's, my wife's anniversary last year, and the Stones were playing in Vegas. And uh, they canceled. We showed up and they canceled. Day, day, day of. And so at last minute, I had to call a, a buddy of mine to get Elton John tickets. And Elton John was rad. I was, I was hey, stoked to see it's that. It's his farewell tour going on right now. And yeah. um, it's, that's actually bringing in. It's doing really well for us. We're happy with that show. I'm sure. sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. And, uh, yeah, let's see. Other than that, Elton John was great. There were some surprises in there. Like I, I, I feel like I lean more towards like who my kids like now, where that seems more impressive, <laughs> like kids, I guess you need kids shows tickets. I'm, I'm your guy. Oh, are you? Uh, how do you Yo, Gabba I, do Gabba you, and all that stuff? I was going to say Paw Patrol, Wildcats. Come on, I'll yeah, bubble guppies. You we name we it. Buy, uh, <laughs> Those tickets probably go for high hey, dollar. Don't here's they? the thing: you're not going to say no to your kid. No, no one is. You know, you're not saying no. no to one's going to say no to their, right? kid, their kids. So, so that's the thing that I love tapping into the kid. The kids market is one that a lot of people don't think to go. You know, research and get into and get involved. But I tell you what, like I said, you're not going to say no to your kid, right? No, you never yeah. say no to your kid. And then you got to buy differently. Where you usually want twos or fours or things like that, you know, the even numbers. Kid shows, threes, fives. You know, mom and dad and the daughter, mom, dad, son, whatever it may be. Yeah, couple, yeah. It's it's so a it's, trend of the modern days. It, it's 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 three, father, son. I mean, father, mom, kid. Yeah. We we used to shy away from three packs. It's. Uh, because it's uh, the odd number usually doesn't sell very well. So it's talking tough, back to yeah. talking business now, but uh, it's the odd numbers. That, you know, you, you buy them and they sell very well. It's just yeah. the, the the trend of the times right now. It's, yeah. it, there's no, they don't have multiple kids. You know, people are not having two, three kids like they sure. used to. It's it's usually one and that's yeah. it. And, well, listen, guys, I greatly appreciate you being on the show. Uh, these guys are fucking real, man. Uh, some of the best in the business. I look. Speaking of kids, man, I, I took my my child to his first game. Falcons, uh, Tampa Bay, and I said, "Hey, you got the hookup. Let's let's prove that you have the hookup." 
I had you guys got me field passes on the field with my child before the game started. Not only that, but they were left under Julio Jones. So when I went up to the ticket thing, and you know you get the dismissive like will call ladies who are like, "Who are you here for?" And I was like Ross Patterson. She was like, "Who left, left you the them? tickets?" And yeah. I go, Julio Jones. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, she was she was aghast. She was like, oh, my gosh. I'll be right back, Mr. Patterson. And I was like, God damn right you will be. Yes, um, kind of said that a little loud, make sure everybody heard you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind yeah. You. you know, yeah, Julio yeah, yeah. Jones left these for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> hey, that's what we do, though, man. That's what we do. No, so I greatly appreciate it. And, again, for the audience, tell people where they can find you online. Tickets to all online.com, or you can call us anytime directly. Yeah. 214 396-3501. One more time for the audience, because again, a lot of people out there are trying to get tickets for anniversaries, loved ones, all that shit. Uh, give me your, your phone number one more time. You, you call us directly. There are no fees when we call you, other than it being a local Texas uh, event that we might have to charge tax. But we're at tickets to all online.com. 214-396-3501. Awesome. Boom. Benny. I appreciate it. It was a, it was a pleasure. Greg, I want, I want to see got, you man. get weird Thank tonight, you. my man. Got, I got to have a good story for you tomorrow. Two, three girls, point. midget dressed up as a joint. Yeah. Whatever it's, <laughs> it's going to take. Like, I need something tomorrow. I'll be that guy. I'll be the guy of the trip. That's I'm fine. married. I can't do shit. Hey, so I'm, I'm living I'll, through I'll, you I'll, tomorrow. I'll, I'll, we're living through it. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah for we'll sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for a lot, sure. guys. Thank you.